the college football experience way too early week three college football preview on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by WinBet. get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500 terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by better than Vegas. Better than Vegas is your home to free daily video picks from SGPN. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure you subscribe to our profile at sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of your ED. Get Roman.com slash SGP for $15 off your first month. That's getroman.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast FCS Playoff Bracket Challenge. Yes, we're doing a $500 FCS Playoff Bracket Challenge that is completely free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash FCS. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash FCS. This is Brian Bosworth, a.k.a. The boss, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Peace out, boss out. Welcome. Welcome to the college experience. Way too early week three preview. My name is Colby swinging Danta base Dan, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick and I'm joined by my co-host, former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating sideline kiss stealing. Wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, yeah, buddy. Feel it, feel the juice. I'm getting a little different tune every time, man. I'm liking you mixing it up here. Boom! All right, and we're also joined by oh man, the DFS God himself. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking. Home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lack given. Former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on? Let me just let me just get you some music. <laughs> oh man. Uh, that's right. They need to make more of those songs. <laughs> more Brian Bosworth songs. I agree. There should be more Brian should Bosworth be songs out in the world. Category of songs. How are you guys? Look, I, we've been rattling through this. Uh, you know, I, I think last week you said you didn't really like the the slate, Patty C. This week I think's a little bit better. A little is. bit yep. better than last it week. Um, and if you have, if you're a first time listener, make sure you go check out. We have we are previewing every single. S- Week of the uh, college football season on the part of the way too early special on the college football experience here. So we previewed week one. It's out there in the universe, right? We previewed week two. This is week three. The week three slate. 
Uh, so if, if you just want to follow along, I don't know if you want to pull up the, the week three slate, argue your own points with your friends. I don't know. But the point is we're breaking down college football in April and it's fantastic. And also if you're an FCS college football fan, make sure you subscribe to the college experience. We got you covered. Subscribe to the sports gambling podcast as well. Just had Southern Illinois starting quarterback stone Labanowitz on the show. And uh, yeah, we handicap every single division one college basketball and college football game. Me, Patty CNC, Nick been doing it for four years, been over 500 each and every season. So make sure you subscribe, tell a friend. We're also way over 500 on our locks. All of that for free on a spreadsheet over at sports gambling podcast.com. All right. Enough me plugging myself. I like to talk about myself and plug myself, but Hey, look, <laughs> pause. Here, here we go. Here we go. NC Nick's got the first pick. This is how we do it. If you're a first time listener, I had the first pick for week one. All right. Patty C had the first pick for week two. And we are basically drafting games for each week of what we feel like is the marquee games and why uh, we think they're marquee and, and we go through about 30 games, 30 games for each week. So without any further ado, let's get NC Nick on the clock with the first pick week, three college football. Let's go. Well, it's taken three weeks, but finally the first pick is mine and I will not screw it up. I will not draft uh, who were some of the biggest busts? David Klinger or uh, David Klingler. Yeah. <laughs> I like David <laughs> Klingler. Andre Ware. Or uh, whoever else. Okay. Anyway, you're the Washington. Uh, he doesn't say Ryan Leaf. He goes real old school. He goes. He goes 80s. We are dating yeah. ourselves here. Uh, well, you are the Washington Bullets. You know, he's gone under enough buses in his life. I'm not going to throw him under. No, you could have done one, Mark okay. Sanchez. Ryan Leaf. The, the oh, Sanchez. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. But true. 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 Yes. But anyway, <laughs> we're not here to talk about old busts. Let's move on to week three. The number one game, the number one overall selection. Look, on this podcast, we don't always sing the praises of the SEC, but this game has to be number one Alabama at Florida. Ding, 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 ding. Look, it was my number one. Patty C, was that your number one? No, it wasn't. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, Look, was it your number two? No, it wasn't. Wow. I mean, it should have been. If, if wow. we're truly naming the marquee games, of course, across the, the landscape of college football, in terms of implications on the national championship, this is probably the biggest one, maybe the second biggest one, probably the biggest one. But in terms of, am I really interested in it? No. Mm, well, I don't I, think I, it's going to be a great game. That's, I mean, I don't think it will be a great game either, but, well, but it's a rematch of the SEC championship game from last year where Alabama only won by six. Fair. Now, uh, yes, we have a lot of new faces, including new, you know, two new quarterbacks for each school, uh, and a, a boatload of guys are going to be drafted and, here in a week. And it's in the swamp. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's a factor. I, my, the reason why I charted at number one was that they just don't play enough of these cross, you know, with Alabama drawing Tennessee every year, I think they get what once every seven years or something, yeah. they get Florida, you know, and, and sometimes that game's at Bama. So yeah. it's really once every 14 years, they play out the swamp, which is ridiculous that you're in the same conference. But that's why I think in a, Alabama, I, most, most of the times Bama has lost a, a game in the sec. It's been on the road, yeah. whether it was at Ole Miss whether it was at Auburn, traditionally those have been the losses for for Bama. So I think that's why I charted it as number one. Nick, you guys are selling me. Okay, oh. I mean, look, and I know no, no Trask, and I'm sh- I, I actually think Florida probably takes a bit a bit of a step back this year. I think those yeah, you would agreed. think. Yeah. Well, with Georgia, with JT Daniels and and all their slew of players returning, I think Georgia's the team to beat in the East. 
but Florida will, will obviously challenge them. And I think uh, Mullen's got the program going in the right direction, but um, I still think Bama's going to roll here prediction. I'm going to, I think Bama's going to, going to roll here, but I, I, uh, I still think uh, this is the first, the first game that I had on my slate, Nick, you want to say anything else about this game? Yeah, No, I mean, you, we pretty much wrapped it up here, but so, you know, this is one of Bama's four road games this year. Bama actually has a pretty tough road schedule at Florida at a and M at Mississippi state at Auburn. Yeah. So, you know, pretty tough road schedule for, for Bama this year. And I mean, it is a swamp and Emory. Uh, I think Emory Jones is going to be the quarterback for Florida. He's only uh, played spot duty over the last couple of years. You know how he looks in this game might just indicate on, on what Florida's ceiling is for this year. And even though Bama lost everybody, you know, they just reload, you know, what their ceiling is their ceilings, a national championship every year. So this will be a nice test just to see where Bama's at early in the season and to see how high Florida can go this year. Yeah. I mean, look, I love it. Um, okay. So that I'm second on the clock this week, Patty C third. Um, I, I'm going to stay with the state of Alabama. I'm going to take Auburn at Penn state as the second best game of the week here. And this one's compelling because very rarely do you see uh, a lot of the sec, you know, big time teams play on campus. They normally they'll play Oregon and Arlington. They'll play uh, someone in Atlanta or Orlando. Uh, so this is one a spot where they're coming to the north to take on Penn State. I do wish it was further in the year because the second week will still be pretty hot, I think. But th- I'm sure this game will be a whiteout. Um, Penn State obviously had a tough year last year. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if I want to blame that on Franklin or what. I know they had a lot of opt-outs right before the season started um, because the Big Ten was halfway in, halfway out, and then you know they ended up playing football. But I think Penn State gonna have a good year again. And Brian Harson, new coach at Auburn. I actually, I mean, they start out with Akron and Alabama State. So Auburn will be two and zero. And I still am a skeptic a little bit on the hire of Harson. So I'm going to take Penn State to win this game. But uh, this is this is an awesome matchup. And I believe next year Penn State plays at Auburn. Uh, so th- I, I love it. I wish more of these games would happen. A lot of these week one neutral site games. But uh, yeah, I think Penn State. It's it's going to be interesting. I think this is a big year for James Franklin. It's a big year for James Franklin. Well, I'll say the ramifications of this game cannot be slept on, you know, because almost always it comes down to the end of the year and whether it be Auburn or Penn state in a position and the winner of this game increases their likelihood of being in position at the end of the year for a playoff berth, especially if the other team has a pretty decent season. Uh, But beyond that for the conference itself and you know, for these two conferences, the, the potential for, obviously you'd assume that they're going to get one in, but to get that second one in, this could play a factor. It could be a, a common opponent or a head to head situation. Yeah. I mean, I have my doubts that either are going to be sniffing the playoffs. I think uh, Penn state I actually think has the better shot. Right. I think Penn yeah. state is a dark horse in the, in the big 10 East. Uh, you know, I mean, on the surface here, this is two ga- two teams that went b- that were below 500 last year. But I actually had this ranked number two also because I think both these schools will be a lot better than the previous year. I mean, you know, Penn State last year, just throw it out, man. You know, the year before in 2019, they were 11 and two. Yeah, I think this year Penn State will be closer to the 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 knitted uh, uh, line school back in 2019. I mean, they got Sean Clifford coming back. They got that beast receiver, Jahan Dotson. Um, I expect Penn State to be a lot better this year. And you said it. I mean, Brian Harson, that hire for Auburn, that's that, you know, that makes this game intriguing as well because that hire did kind of come out of left field. I mean, that you know, he's been a West Coast guy his whole life. 
uh, and to kind of be, you know, grabbed from, you know, by Auburn in the sec, you know, Boise was good under his watch, but not quite as good as they were under Chris Peterson. So, it, you know, like I said, it was kind of a strange hire. So I'm, I'm interested in how well he'll do. And I expect to be Penn state. I expect Penn state to be a lot better this year too. There was a recent article of him on us uh, being interviewed. I think sports illustrated did the article though, but he was talking about why he left Boise saying that there was a ceiling on making the playoffs. He was like, we went 12 and one and our one game we lost at BYU with the backup quarterback by a field goal. And he goes, so I knew, I mean, we win the mountain West most years with or without me at coach. So where's the excitement? Where, what do you, where's the drive? And that's, that's, I, I thought it was a great article and I thought it made a lot of sense of why he went to Auburn. Cause I'm like, well, I, a financially, but also B what are you going to do? Your competition drives these people. This guy's a former quarterback. You know what I mean? Like this. Yeah. It, it, and I think it's, it, it was a great article about explaining the flaws going on in college football and why we need a much bigger playoff. Um. All right, Patty. See, it's on you. Uh, third pick. Well, again, if we're talking about from a traditional, I guess, uh, you know, blue blood standpoint, there's an obvious game on the slate. Uh, but based on the fact that one of those teams is trying to back out of that game, that's not my number three. Uh, and so, of, of course, there's a little bit of uh, subjectivity here. And so, from a personal standpoint, obviously being from home, I'm very familiar with a certain rivalry that's going to be uh, taking place that hasn't taken place in a while. And we're going to Morgantown, West Virginia. Oh, the I like Hokies it. will be playing the Mountaineers. And I believe the Hokies have had the better of the Mountaineers since 2000 for the most part. So not the game I was at the game I was at back in probably Oh two uh, West Virginia goal line stand in Blacksburg on a Thursday night. That game was awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, but I, it was 19 years ago. Yeah, but it was 19 <laughs> years ago. But they, look, this game doesn't happen anymore. This is one of these ones they've destroyed the tradition. Oh, we care about the tradition in college football. No, that's not true. Look at look at Pitt, West Virginia, Virginia Tech, West Virginia, Colorado, Nebraska, Texas, Texas A&M. This I'm glad to see that's back on you know the schedule. It needs to be happening yeah. every year. Uh, but I will say this: this these fan bases, I don't think they they forget. You know, between in this particular rivalry, I think there's no love lost. You know, no matter how long the break, I, there's just something culturally about both of these teams that they. I don't know what it is. It's, they're the they're the rednecks of the of the uh, Appalachians, <laughs> yeah. you know, and they want to have that like title as the king of Appalachia. And I think that you know both have they're very equal. It's a very equal match. Yeah, and, and I mean, look, Virginia. It's a big year for Justin Fuente. And I think Neil, I think, yeah. And I think Neil Brown's got the West Virginia program. I was impressed last year and uh, granted COVID season. You could say all this stuff that who knows what we were seeing, but Neil Brown, I think has Virginia or West Virginia in a nice spot moving forward. I was always sold as him as a head coach at Troy, uh, former Mike Leach assistant, our friend of the program, Mike Leach. So uh, big year for Fuente. This guy and Morgantown's going to be rocking. Mm. This place is going to be rocking. It's going to be fun. Yeah. I wish I could be there for it. Uh, I had yeah, the last time they played 2017 VT one 31, 24 real Gr- will Greer had a big game, but he couldn't outshine that Josh Jackson to cam Phillips connection. Cam Phillips, our XFL guy. Yeah. For the roughnecks. But look, the problem with that game was that was at FedEx field. I, I don't, I don't know why you do that when you have such 
great home environments with both these teams. This is yeah. awesome that it's in Morgantown. I hate Agreed. those NFL corporate games. One of the you last I mean? times like, it was in Morgantown, I do believe that batteries were thrown at the Virginia Tech players. So <laughs> uh, that's that's what we're looking forward to. Nice. It was I wanted. That's to, all part of the atmosphere. What do you that's think right. hurts more, a, a Duracell or a uh, what, what's the other one? Energizer. Uh, Energizer. Yeah. Uh, uh, hopefully, hopefully they were throwing like triple A's and not like C's or D's. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I, I tell you my story about when Jam you played West Virginia. No, what's that? We went out there as my senior year. I had already quit the football team. Uh, we went out, we were in the parking lot getting hammered. It was one of my buds, uh, 21st birthdays. So I, the game is practically over. I walk out and I scream jam. You what? Just having fun. The game's over. There's no competition. Everyone's having fun together. Immediately a f- rainstorm of beer bottles and beer cans. <laughs> it was crazy. Like I thought I was going to die. Like it was like hundreds, hundreds of beer bottles crashing all around me. I was like, fuck, I got to get it. West Virginia is insane. I, I went to, to Morgantown once and uh, everyone got pepper sprayed. So <laughs> I kind of walked into it I wasn't at the, 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 the heart of it, but uh, definitely uh, made my eyes cry. That's kind of the thing yeah. that happens there. I feel like, yeah, I mean, that's a, that, that campus will be lit for that game. Now I had it as my, as my, uh, my fifth best game. Uh, it's it's close enough. All right, so Nick, it's back on you f- uh, for the with the fourth pick. <laughs> Where are you going? All right, we kind of just mentioned this school uh, a couple of games ago, but I'm going to go Oklahoma State at Boise. Mm. Oh, that that one's great. Yeah, man, the Cowboys go up there on the Smurf turf, you know. So give them credit for making this trip because not a whole lot of Power Five schools go up to Boise. I mean, yeah. I can't think of any. Uh, maybe a couple of Pac-12 schools have been there. Um, but this game should be, yeah, I mean, you know, Boise has a new coach, a new head coach in Andy Avalos. Uh, he's a Boise guy, but he was also a defense coordinator at Oregon for a couple of years. And man, he inherits a loaded team here. Last year, Boise had all kinds of injuries, COVID issues, you name it. But uh, they have both quarterbacks uh, back, Hank Backmeyer and Jack Sears. We like the two running backs, George Holani and Andrew Van Buren, and look out for the playmaker at wide receiver Khalil Shakur. And I mean, look, if Boise beats UCF in week one, like I think they can, and if they knock off Oklahoma State here, then you're looking at their schedule and it really opens up. Can you Especially imagine that? that uh, can you imagine that place would be on fire? Because I'm so, I think Avalos is could be an upgrade over Harson. Because I I was really impressed with his defenses at Oregon, so um, I, I, I we'll see. I mean, yeah, I I could I that I can totally see what you're saying though. Can you imagine, Patty? See if they if they win in Orlando week one, they come back to Boise, take care of UTEP, and then week three hosting OK State, they pull off the upset on the Smurf turf. Right off the bat, that's a great start for Avalos right there. Get the get the fan base energized real quick. Place would be rocking. And look at the rest of their schedule. You know, road trips to a reloading BYU and a down Utah State aren't as daunting as they would be in previous years. So really, they're going to be favored in every game, every remaining game, with the exception of maybe the last game at San Diego State. So this could be potentially be a special year for for uh, Boise uh, if they can get by Oklahoma State. And obviously, we know Oklahoma State with Spencer Sanders returning. Uh, yeah, they're going to be very good this year too. So I expect a really good game up in Boise week three. Yeah. Oklahoma state losing a, Ch- a Chuba Hubbard isn't as big of a deal. They have two other running backs that have been playing great ball for them this past year. Um, but yeah, I look at the Boise schedule and yeah, I mean, I, they get Nevada in Boise. They get air force who plays them tough in Boise. 
even Wyoming, Craig Bowles really played them tough. I feel like they get them in Boise. So if, if they can somehow get through the first couple of weeks, uh, besides that BYU game, I could totally see a big run by, by Hank Bachmeyer and, and uh, the, this Boise state Bronco team. I like the pick. I like the pick and I'm going to keep, I'm well, gonna, let me say this that? too. There may be a little added something here, even though these uh, two schools aren't particularly close, there aren't a ton of power five teams in between them. Geographically, the States that separate Oklahoma from Idaho are Colorado, Utah, and Wyoming. And there's only two power five schools in that uh, range, Colorado and Utah. So there may be some recruiting, you know, yeah. battle that's going on along with that game. And, and yeah, no, that's a good angle. That's a good angle there. I like it. Um, I'm going to stay in the mid major range. All right. The Cincinnati Bearcats play a game at Indiana and look, I am very curious. I, I was one last year that kind of thought Indiana, like I think Tom Allen's doing a good job. I thought they were overranked. Uh, I thought, you know, they had that questionable touchdown against Penn state. They, they played great that game. And, and, you know, I I'm okay with the call, but I just thought maybe a little counterfeit, maybe a little counterfeit. And we're going to find out this year if Indiana's for real uh, early on. I mean, this is a big time game. The Cincinnati Bearcats. Yes. They, 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 they lost their defensive coordinator to Notre Dame, but they return a lot. They return a lot of key pieces. Uh, Desmond Ritter is back. Uh, you know, Ritter really impressed me last year. You talk about taking a step up. You go from two years ago where I thought that was the yeah. weakness of the team last year. Uh, Desmond Ritter really, really was impressive. You definitely could see the development. Yeah, and then they, they just return a ton of. Obviously, Fickle staying is such a big deal for Cincinnati. That uh, and then Indiana at the same time. Are are we going to learn about uh, the fact that is this for real? Is this for real, Tom Allen? What he's building there? I know they bring back Fry Fogle. I know they bring back Penix, who was injured. Um, uh, this game's awesome to me. I, I like even if both end up, uh, you know, not not even on the in the top ten radar by the end of the season. At the moment, I think week three it will be very compelling at that time. Agreed. And obviously, as a uh, Cincinnati fan, you know I'm dialed in. Freeman gone. Um, now this new uh, defensive coordinator, Mike Tressel. Is there any relation to? Uh, I can only imagine since Fickle nephew, played, probably yeah, yeah. nephew state, of Jim Tressel. But yeah. speaking of Tressel, you saw Youngstown State got hit with sanctions, not from their current coach, from Bo Pelini. You know who their athletic director was? Jim Tressel. Jim Tressel. Lack yeah. of institutional <laughs> control again. Um, was look. it tattoos again? <laughs> yeah, tattoos. Uh, that could mean that uh, Cincinnati's about to get a little recruiting boost there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps, you know, uh, if Luke fickles smart, he'll get out the door in a couple of years and, and pull a uh, Rick Pitino. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think this, what do you think this line will be? Hmm. Cincy minus four on the road in Indiana. I think it's Indiana. Cincinnati, was, Cincinnati was three points away from an undefeated season last year. Yeah, three they seconds. They were ten, 10 and zero heading into the bowl game and lost to Georgia by three. Well, that, they could that's easily they, won. They went shot. I mean, they they got uh, they they played Marty Ball. They played to the lose. They should have won. Either way, yeah. Cincinnati is going to be. They could arguably be a top ten you know team heading into the year. I mean, their quarterback returns. Yeah, they lose running back Jared Dokes, but that Alabama transfer Jerome Ford. He's he's going to step in, and they're not going to miss a beat in the running game. But I'm seeing so, I'm seeing Indiana preseason top twenty. I mean, so I think I, I mean the game is at in Bloomington, so I could see that. You know, I don't know. How do you think that line will be, Pat? I'm thinking Cincy minus three. Wow, 
as a road favorite. Well, I, we'll see what Indiana is at, through the first couple of weeks. It's just they return so much that even though what the FPI or the preseason polls right now are showing Cincinnati down in the twenties, despite like Nick said, almost finishing undefeated and finishing the season number seven. I don't understand how you drop that much. If you're bringing back basically the same team, but uh, it happened somehow. I, I, I'm going to guess that Indiana is like a two or three point favorite. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So, so we're all, well, we're all over know, the place here. <laughs> Indiana has Iowa week one. That's true. So we're going to learn a I lot mean, there. You know, if 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 Indiana wins that game, yeah, they'll be a favorite because since he doesn't play play anybody, uh, Cincinnati plays Miami of Ohio and Murray State. Miami Ohio, so one is, of the oldest rivalry games in America. Yeah, but this is really their first like big game. <laughs> you know, like, Miami so. Ohio leads that rivalry. 5958 all time. Oh, so Cincinnati could tie it up here. Wouldn't this will be, be an equalizer. Uh, Cincinnati's <laughs> 15th straight win in the rivalry if they get it. So Wow. Wow. Um okay, Patty C, it's on you, man, with the 6th pick of the draft. Okay, well, I was home cooking again, but let me uh go back in the realm of reality here and please the fans a little bit. Obviously, there's a game in Norman, Oklahoma mm. that has a lot of history to it. Game of the century, 19, what? 71. Was it? Yeah. Um, two absolute blue blood programs, Nebraska and Oklahoma getting after it for the first time in a while since Nebraska left the big 12. Uh, there is not a ton of indication that this should be a super competitive game, but the two brands against each other is iconic and Throw out the books a little bit sometimes in a rivalry game. And, and Oklahoma's lost to, I mean, yes, they lost to Iowa State last year, but they also lost to Kansas State without like twenty players. Yeah, and they lost to Kansas State the year before. They like, can lay a lemon. Yeah, they can lay a lemon from time to time. Now, not it doesn't traditionally happen in Norman. It normally happens on the road. I feel like. Yeah. I, I mean, but this is a huge year for Scott Frost. I mean, what do you? We we touched on some of the other like Fuente or Frost. What do you think? Who, who seats hotter? Does does Frost get a little bit of a pass because he played there? Man, I just can't. I think Frost's seat is actually hotter just because they haven't had a winning season yet. You can't go four years in Nebraska yeah. without a winning season. Nick, what do you think of this game? Well, let me challenge you on something, Patty C. Is Nebraska really a blue blood? Yes. They finished in the top 25, 25 straight years under uh, Tom Osborne. They won three yeah, national championships. 80s and 90s. Well, they <laughs> fell off. I but mean, Oklahoma had a decade of, of shit kind of in the 90s. You know what I mean? Like, I think all these pro. Is Miami a blue blood now, Nick? No. Okay. Okay. Then we're on the same page. If, if Miami's <laughs> not there, I'm not giving Nebraska there, obviously. So um, look, you're right. I mean, you know, two big names. I agree. Uh, I had this game all the way down ranked number 12. Hmm. I don't know how competitive it's going well, to yeah, be. This line might be 21. What do you think this well, line well, will well, be? Let me throw this back at you. Okay. Real quick stat here. FCS per, or F, FBS programs. These are the number six and number seven winning as programs of all time, respectively. Okay. okay. Fair okay. point. If that's not blue blood Fair, matchup, yeah. I don't know what it right. is. But, but what do you, you think this line will be? If you are a fan yeah. and, a, and a historian, then this is your game. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what do you think? That, I mean, this line got to be double digits, right? Well, yeah. the question is what's Nebraska's record going into this? Do they beat the fighting Illini yes. in Buffalo? I don't know I don't about know. Buffalo. Buffalo is sneaky. I think they get a lion eye. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, Bielma in game one is going to be implementing you know new system, new players. I think Nebraska will get game one. I, I I think they'll probably get game two, but Buffalo is a dangerous team in the MAC to play. I wouldn't be surprised if Nebraska's one one going into this game. 
I, I can and see then it. <laughs> you assume you assume that they're going to lose because you know Oklahoma and and Spencer Rattler was you know he struggled early on last year. He was playing much better towards the end of the season. Uh, I don't see Nebraska going in and really yeah. playing Oklahoma that close. And Oklahoma, Oklahoma normally plays so well in Norman as long as they're not playing Iowa State. Um, well, I'll tell you this: Nebraska kept it close against Ohio State for a half last year. So. And I don't think Oklahoma has Ohio State's defense. I don't think Oklahoma was half the team Ohio State was last year. And so uh, maybe they keep it close for three quarters. <laughs> I mean, it's such a huge year for Frost. I just don't know that they have the players to keep it close. Yeah, maybe not. I mean, Oklahoma is definitely loaded. What I'm interested in is less this year. If, if, if Frost can keep it close this year and hold on to his job, They'll be hosting Oklahoma next year, and maybe by that time he's turned it around. Yeah, that could be. That could be. All right, guys, I want to tell you the college experience way too early. Week three preview is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. This very second. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer up to f- up to a $500 risk-free sports bet. I mean, how great is that deal? Uh, terms and conditions do apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's w y n n bet.com and make sure you download the app today. I just hit on uh, a couple of the games I like. Winbet uh, for FCS playoffs this weekend. Delaware minus 19 and a half points hosting Sacred Heart. That's a lock, guys. Get get it in when you can. Free money. They're printing free money over there. Um, all right, Nick, it's back on you. Third round. Let's fire this thing away. Back on me, huh? All right. Well, uh, well, well. Here's my homer pick. <laughs> Don't worry, it's not Northwestern at Duke just yet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save we'll save that for you know a half hour from now. Uh, UVA at UNC. Nice. Mm. You know, I'm an AC, I'm I'm an ACC guy. I'm a, a noted Tar Heel hater. Especially nice. on the hardwood football, you know it's it's okay. We appreciate but, you uh, here, <laughs> but you hate you. You're so mad at Lawrence Taylor for breaking Joe Theismann's leg. Yeah, exactly. Come <laughs> on, man. I have not I've not gotten over that. The the first game that I can recall watching as a kid in 1986. Yeah, was I that still game. have scars. It still haunts a- me. And Joe Theismann, <laughs> friend of the program. Uh, exactly. So so what, speaking uh, of Heisman, yeah. we yes, got a exactly. couple Heisman guys here potentially. Well, especially one in Sam Howe. UNC quarterback. Oh, I thought you were gonna talk about but, Brennan Armstrong. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! You know what? <laughs> Are you, you making the case for Brennan Armstrong being a Heisman Steve candidate? Steve Young Jr. Uh, okay, no, <laughs> not this year. Not this year. Next year potentially. I like him. I like his game. I think he's a good quarterback. But yeah, Sam Howell. I completely understand. They say he could be the top pick in the NFL draft a year from now. And last year, this game was a classic. UVA won forty-four to forty-one. In that game, Sam Howell threw for 443 yards and four touchdowns. Armstrong, you mentioned Brennan Armstrong, he had 275 total yards and four touchdowns himself. So, I mean, that's the thing is is like Virginia is a much more physical team than uh, last year. What I saw, Virginia was the physical team. North Carolina is kind of a finesse team. So uh, that was kind of compelling last year. But in that game, I think there's a little like, you know, quarterback rivalry brewing here. And I, you know, just expect, you know, points, big plays and a tight game that goes down to the wire. Could be a good one. Uh, The series has started to swing in Virginia's favor after seven straight by UNC. Virginia has won four in a row, looking for number five with Mendenhall. I mean, I'm seeing preseason polls got North Carolina top ten, top twelve. 
I mean, Virginia's not even cracking the preseason top twenty-five. And I mean, this yet, is a chance to be a double-digit spread. It could be, and I think it might have been last year when, but Virginia pulled that upset. I mean, they really came out early. UNC battled back like they did against North Carolina. I mean, against Florida State, but they have the tendency to like fall asleep at the wheel in the first half a little bit. So yeah, just like against Wake, they they struggled against Wake. They came back and got that win, but they struggled second against half Wake. team UNC. Um, Mendenhall, one of the most underrated, he gets the most out of his teams. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think that's, that's the thing to highlight in this, where you can make the case as much as I like Mac Brown, it seems like a nice guy. You could argue that his team's incredibly talented. They'll go back to those Texas teams, go back to North Carolina, the first stint with Dre Bly and everybody, uh, they were really talented and they didn't win as well. I mean, he, he has winning seasons every year, but you would think some of those rosters I mean, to, they to went only 10 have and one one year, but to only have one national championship, you know, some of those Texas rosters oh, are yeah. loaded, you know. Um, but hey, uh, I don't know. What do you, I, what do you think this line will be? I'm, I'm guessing North Carolina minus 11. Whoa, that's that like much. Nine. Yeah, it's in Chapel Hill. Uh, give me, give me the Wahoos all day. Give me those points. Wow. What do you think that line would be? Yeah, I see. I, I would say UNC by touchdown. Wow. Now this uh, rivalry uh, South's oldest rivalry, um, 125 meetings disputed a series record here. Uh, UNC claims <laughs> they have one more win. UNC uh, Virginia says they uh, forfeited that game because they cheated. And yet UNC wow. still claims it very typical ah. UNC. Well, they've been cheating. I mean, UNC that gave zero fucks. Didn't they, didn't they uh, stand <laughs> up to the, the NCAA? And yeah. After right. reading that that essay, that uh, <laughs> I forget what what publication I want to say that was like uh, Time Magazine put out or something. Oh, gosh. Of that essay that a student got an A in about Rosa Parks, <laughs> it was like one paragraph. He's supposed to do a whole thesis, and it's one paragraph, and it's about like how she you know stood up right. and did the right thing. And I mean, it was a, a grammatical mess. They might yeah. have actually gotten <laughs> went to the local elementary yeah. school <laughs> and gotten that paper, <laughs> but. It's an A at a public Ivy University, apparently. So um, UNC really uh, holding it down for the ACC's reputation there. But anyway, it um, might have been Harriet Tubman. No, I, it I was Parks. It, it was, was Parks. Parks. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, here I am. We're done with Virginia. Get get me out of the ACC. I, we I, know we know what game Colby's picking here, right? Um. Well, actually, I'm very curious. Well, you think? I, oh, well, oh, you know, you're going Boulder, Colorado, right? I would, I would assume so. Yeah. P, nah. PJ Fleck, you know, Minnesota had a, a, I think it's unfair to judge them a season ago. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had so many players out and they played the games. Uh, whereas other schools did not and they had way more players out than the other schools that did not play. Um, the Minnesota travels to Boulder, Colorado. Like I said, Colorado coming off of the A and M game a week ago, tough schedule here Go from A and M to, to Minnesota. This is a compelling game though. They're not that far apart statewise. You know what I mean? They are size-wise, but I'm saying statewise not that far apart and I think uh you know next year we go to Minneapolis the 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 Buffs do. This is where we're going to really find out. I expect Colorado to lose to A&M. But I think this is the one we're going to really find out about Colorado. Is Carl Durrell like I was really impressed with year 1, but can he continue to ride that momentum um and 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 A and M we know that last year they finished top ten. So we I think everyone coming in, every Colorado fan coming into the season saying, okay, they're going to lose to A and M. But that Minnesota game, that Minnesota game could be something. Rashad Bateman no longer at Minnesota. Yes, they have Tanner Morgan back, but 
this is where it gets interesting. We got to hopefully we'll have a home field advantage. I know it probably won't get cold by here. Not that Minnesota would be particularly yeah. faced by yeah. that. <laughs> but altitude, <laughs> right. altitude, altitude, altitude could be a factor. Yeah. yeah. So uh, give me Minnesota at Colorado. What do you guys think of this game? Nick? I think it's a very interesting matchup. This is what I like to see in an early season matchup. I mean, yeah, two teams with zero familiarity, zero history, no real geographical ties that make sense. It's just kind of a random game on campus with two with two schools that should be good this year. I mean, Colorado is a legitimate, you know, candidate to win the Pac-12 South. And we mentioned Minnesota should be more like the 2019 Golden Gopher squad than, you know, the COVID, you know, they just really, they really fucked Minnesota season last year. So throw that out the window. Uh, you know, yeah, I expect a really good game here between two, you know, fairly evenly matched schools. Yeah. It's a great matchup. Yeah. I'm loving it. And, and, uh, you know, like I said, next year we're in Minneapolis. So I'm excited. Maybe this can become a thing. I don't think it's that far apart. You know what I mean? So, and, and temperature wise, they probably experience similar climates throughout the year. Uh, I'm interested both of you. Well, obviously who do you think is the better team coming into the season? I think you got to go Minnesota based off them bringing Tanner Morgan back. I think the quarterback is still the glaring weakness. Now, Colorado, uh, you know, they moved to safety to quarterback a season ago and, and, but also they had Brandon Lewis play big in that bowl game. That was a freshman. I don't know who wins in, in, in the camp, you know, in, in August, but I'd be very interested to see what Colorado does there. But I think right. coming into it blindly in April, a much more experienced, yeah. good quarterback is usually the team you give yeah. the edge to. I mean, Sam Neuer played good for for Colorado, but he was a safety. I mean, like there's a limitation on right. how. And, and, uh, I mean, maybe he's gotten better throughout the year. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe more familiarity with the offense. Um, but uh, he just, he still can't throw the ball though. <laughs> he has moments though. He has moments where he's all right. Yeah. I've been and actually then he, more he gets in the slump. Yeah. It, 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 it's tricky. Like he threw a lot of pick sixes last year. Right. Uh, but, but at the same time he threw a couple balls where you're like, Hey, you yeah. know, who is this guy? Well, I was yeah. mostly impressed with his poise, like in the pocket under pressure, firing some lasers. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Not what I would expect from a safety, you know, but Brandon Lewis, I, b- I believe it's Brandon Lewis. That's the freshman that played good in that uh, played all right in that Texas Alamo bowl game where Colorado got destroyed. But uh, he, he, he looked promising as a, fr- and he's still a freshman this year. Cause obviously the COVID season doesn't, doesn't affect him, but uh gun to my if head. I'm, uh, if I'm Carl Durrell that I, I would, I mean, he's your future at quarterback. So I would play him. Even yeah. if he takes some bumps while he's still a freshman, he's your future. And you know, Darrell's going to have at least three or four years here, so he really needs to be building that program up. Yeah, if Neuer, he's trying to time it like, up. I mean, you know, and and they have Jerry nice. Jerry Rice's son. The guy's a beast. Uh, he was a freshman as well a season ago. Brandon Rice. Uh, they, they they could have if if they stay. You know, obviously this transfer rule things are getting crazy in college football. But I get your point. But I I don't know. I think Minnesota will probably be favored by three. What do you think? Even in Boulder, huh? I think you're probably right. It's all dependent. I mean, you know, once we get later in the season, it's hard to kind of throw lines out there. Cause so what does, how does Minnesota look against the Buckeyes week one? Yeah. And how does Colorado look against A&M the, the previous yeah. week? Yeah. I get your point. Um, okay. All right. Uh, Patty C it's on you with the ninth pick. Let's do this. Okay. Well, might be some disagreement here. I uh, realize that at least one of you is a noted hater. So, oh, he's going to South. He's going to South Florida. I think that's right. I am going to South Florida. We <laughs> have Sparty traveling down to the turnover chain territory, and we're gonna have 
kind of a contrast in st- the ultimate contrast in style where Michigan state is your typical Northern cold weather, grounded pound, Mel grounded Tucker. Pound, yeah. no glamor, you know, wearing kind of green and white, dullish, muddy uniforms often. And then you go down to South beach, Miami, where you got air all raid the, now with it, Rhett Lashley. That's right. Yeah. All the flash and all the cash of Miami. Uh, and, uh, probably going on with uh, what's his name? Uh, Manny Diaz doing the recruiting Um, again. I I think Miami has probably got to be the favorite here, but Michigan state, you know, I look, I saw a stat today. They're one of four teams in college football history that since the uh, NFL draft has started, has had a player drafted every single year. And so they, they churn out more talent than you probably realize they're, they're always close to being really good. Michigan state. Um, the, except for last year when yeah. they went two and five well, under Mel yeah. Tucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and then the problem, and I think it was horrible for look. And I'm the first to to be a a, a Mel Tucker basher, but um, I think it's really hard to judge those first year coaches last year, yeah. considering considering Good what point. they had to go with. But right. I mean, I'll say this: uh, they were getting their ass kicked a lot of games last year. Yeah. So uh, may, maybe maybe I, I guess it's a little bit, you can take a little bit of merit out of that. But I, I think, uh, you know, I'm not sold on Miami. I brought up this point when we talked about him week one, zero <laughs> wins last year in conference, which they played mostly all games in conference with the exception of UAB. So basically they had zero wins over any winning teams. Well, they went eight and three. It's not their fault. If everyone in their conference but, sucks, but I'm saying go back and look at that schedule. They have some close wins, man. You, that, I think I think they were kind of a flash in the pan. I'm not sold on Miami. Even that UAB game where the score looks like a 17 point game. That was a 17, 14 game in the fourth quarter. The UA, uh, the UAB yeah. game. Okay. Let, let me the rattle Virginia tech game. I remember that one. That was a game they should have lost. And they somehow ma- miraculously got that win. I don't think that's going to be happening. another thing is Derek King's injury. Can we highlight that? And the fact that they open up with Bama and then get app state. Is there a chance? That Miami could be zero and three here. They could be. That's why this game is so appealing because (laughs) it could could mean a lot to, especially Miami, depending on on what their record is, you know, going into this. And Michigan State also, they have Northwestern week one, and then they have a cupcake in Youngstown State. Uh, But you know, you want to get off to a good start there too. You know, if you're uh, the Spartans, just due to their 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 bad record last year. So that's why this game is intriguing. Last year's Michigan State team, by the way, opened up like as much as I'm, you know, was trying to give Mel Tucker a pass. Well, Greg Schiano was a first year coach too, and he won by 11 in Lansing. Yeah, that's a so both teams had brand new coaches. I mean, I will say Michigan State benched Rocky Lombardi. He's now which, at Northern Illinois. He transferred to Northern Illinois. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I mean, maybe they had their quarterback in Peyton Thorne. I guess he looked a little bit better towards the end of the year. We'll see what kind of of jump he can make, you know, from year to year. Uh, they need better quarterback play for starters. They definitely do. Although, uh, oh yeah, okay, we're talking Michigan State. Sorry, I'm completely focused on something else. Yeah, Michigan State. They 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 kind of have fallen apart over the past couple of years. It, the it, the what did um D'Antonio do in his last year? D'Antonio, yeah. D'Anto- uh, well, no, I mean, I, I I think he went like six and six his last year. He but rallied to make that, a bowl. Yeah, be, they they have had they've had like a the rough wheels three are, the wheels stretch. been falling off for a little bit. I feel like yeah. My, and my there was the, you know there was a whole uh, gymnastics scandal, and then there was a scandal with the football team too. I forget exactly what it was. Yeah, uh, I I know what you're talking about. Internal so. strife in that yes. uh, athletic department. 
Well put. What I want to say is this Miami last six years, eight and five, nine and four, 10 and three, seven and six, one, six and seven year. And then eight and three last year, this team yeah, well, wins look, a lot of fucking football. I could pull up UVA and they'll do the same. No, they won't. They don't have that many wins over <laughs> the last six years. What do you mean? I wish I mean, they not, did. No, since me, I mean, once men hall established they're not six years, but I would say like Someone's got to win these coastal games. Men and someone's got to win these coastal games. Like one winning season since he's been in Virginia. <laughs> Dude, you just said seven and six and six and seven. Uh, all right, but before that, I said nine. That was and with four Mark Rick and ten and three. That was with Mark Rick. He's gone. Okay, well Manny Diaz was eight and three last year. Apparently, this kid that they uh, stole from USC, uh, the kid that went to uh, Valdosta in Georgia yeah. and, and got paid. Yeah, uh, to play high school football there this fall. So he's definitely getting paid to play. He's, he's definitely getting paid to go to Miami. <laughs> but apparently, he really looked great in the uh, spring game. I think he was firing the ball all over the field. Well, so, look, I mean, they they're going air raid. I expect them to be putting up points. But I am curious how it's almost like USC. Do you need to go air raid when you have that you much have talent? And I, I think it hurts the physicality of your team. Yeah. And I, I wonder if it's going to be the long-term answer at a, at a school like the USC or Miami. I don't think you need to do that. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with you. I think traditionally both of those schools have had their championship runs with, you know, pro style offenses. Yeah. So. All right, Nick, it's on you, man. All right. Where are we here? Round four. Um, Let's go out West. Shall we? How about a pac 12 matchup USC at Washington state Oh, uh, against my guy, Nick Rolovich, friend of the program. Gotta love this matchup. That's right. Now, uh, Wazoo had a tough time at USC last year. They lost 38 13. Wasn't that game like added like on a Friday? Like, I think like that was a horrible game because it was played on a Sunday and they added the game on a Friday. You don't get any prep. Last year was just such a shit show. This happened with another school, too. I forget. Uh, I want to say it was UCLA and somebody. Wait, they had two days notice yeah. to play the game. Yeah. Yeah. And that's especially tough on the road team. You you know, traveling from Pullman to yeah, Southern California. LA. Yeah. Uh, and you know, Hey, this year it's in Pullman. We all know going to Pullman is a different story. Uh, so this game should be much more competitive, especially with uh, what's his name? Jaden Delora, the freshman quarterback for Washington state last year, he played really well. He's a beast, but I'm curious how long you think the suspension will be for a DUI? Cause he got a DUI in January. Ah, oh, come on! This is America. <laughs> <laughs> He's a young kid. He made him a mistake. Of podcasts hey. to criticize, <laughs> knock on wood. As I <laughs> sip my Coors Light, right? Um, <laughs> Look, as, as somebody who's been arrested for DUI before, <laughs> I was found I was found not guilty. Thank you very much. Very yeah. nice. Come on! He's a young kid. He made a mistake. Get him back on the field. Yeah, I'm with you. We're All never right. gonna get a uh, sponsorship from uh, Mothers Against <laughs> Drunk Drivers. <laughs> Uh, I, I am. I agree though. Washington state though. I was really, I think Rolovich is a really good coach. And that was very clear to me when he took over for Norm Chow at Hawaii. Cause uh, we, as a podcast, the college experience and the sports gambling podcast, we're fading Hawaii every week under Norm Chow, the final se- season or two of his, his tenure in, in Honolulu. But uh, so I'm thinking, man, Rolovich took this gig. He's going to need, I thought like he'd need three years. Yeah. No, year one got him to a bowl. Impressive. Year one got him. I mean, they, they were still kind of a mess, but they, I think, seven and six or six and seven because yeah. they were six and six made a bowl. But uh, I mean, then then he got it rolling. 
then he got it rolling. So I was really impressed with Nick Rolovich as a and coach. Same thing with Michigan State. He was a first year coach last year. Last year had to be the toughest ever year for first year head uh, first year head coaches. So I expect Wazoo to be on the up and up this year. I like it, Patty. See, what do you think of that USC in Pullman? He's got some chops, and um, I wish it was going to be later in the year though, because uh, getting these Southern California boys up to a, a cold, yeah, cold yeah. place yeah, that makes a difference. Yeah, they're not comfortable with it. I wonder why they gave it to him in September, Patty. See, yeah. uh, call me conspiracy theorist. Right. I wonder if it has anything to do with their uh, <laughs> hopes of a playoff berth. Um, the one thing I got to say about this game is obviously you got to figure USC has a pretty big talent advantage, but maybe not super dramatic. I mean, I, not, not to the point where it's a guaranteed blowout based on talent, but um, USC coming off what could potentially be a body blow by having to go against Stanford the previous week. Um, and traditionally Stanford's going to pound the rock if they, they've kind of changed their ways a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they're throwing the ball more than they used to, but yes, they, I still think they're a physical they're still football gonna play team. a physical yeah. brand. Yeah. And so I think, and e- even if, even if it, is a complete pass happy version of Stanford. They're still going to occupy the coordinators and, and the team's emotional, like, you know, I guess wherewithal. And so USC might be, you know, not quite as focused on Washington state as they should be if they're in a tough battle the week before. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you, man. Okay. My pick here, I'm going to take us to look, there's a couple that I like here um, that I'm surprised. Actually, I have like my, 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 my six rated game still out there, but I still think I had, it's tough. It's tough. I'm going to go Purdue at Notre Dame. I think Jeff Brom, you're giving this any credit. I think Jeff Brom, uh, I, I read today. I was a uh, uh, coach's hot seat list. I don't think Brom's on that list, but they put him there. Um, Dude, in four years, he's 19 and 25 overall, but he walked into in conference. He walked into a shit fest. Like, so it took him a couple years, of course, but look at those numbers Four years, you know, power five team. Usually you don't get too much longer of a leash. I mean, I'll put it like this. All they need to do is go back and watch them against Ohio state two years ago. That wasn't happening for decades. Uh, not since Joe Tiller. All right. So, th- and th- that's the reason why. And he also turned down Louisville, his alma mater, which he, and he was loyal to his players in the team that gave him a chance, even though he said like, that's a, that's my all time dream job is Louisville. So they better give him a pass here. And this is an opportunity for him to make some noise here. Purdue on the road, South Bend. This is a, you know, a long time rivalry here. If you want to call it that, I know Notre Dame's dominated it, but Hey, I, I want to say, I looked at this. I want to say Purdue is like Notre Dame's like fifth most played team yeah. all time. Yeah. Well, it's, same state makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. They mentioned it in Rudy. Oh yeah. Treat me like I'm the, the defensive end for Purdue. <laughs> so Rudy uh, now, now, I think this is compelling because I think Notre Dame going to take a little bit of a step back this year. And I think Purdue's got a chance here to win this game. Now they lose Rondale Moore, first round draft pick potential, maybe second round draft pick potential. Um, they still had when Moore got out, you know, he tore his ACL. I believe um, they had a couple other receivers step up and emerge. I th- David bell. He yeah. Was a beast, man. Yeah. They've had a couple different receivers show up and, and emerge and they're back. I think the offense is going to be smooth. I, I mean, if anything, the, their quarterback play was inexperienced a season ago. I think this year will be more experienced. Uh, I think this is a, a, a potential money line underdog here, Purdue at Notre Dame with my play. What do you think of this game, guys? Uh, I think uh, I think Notre Dame. I think you're right. This team traditionally under Kelly has had uh, the ability to have a clunker of a year, and a lot of the games that they played last year were close and. 
they, they these could turn into close losses if they don't have good quarterback play. And Purdue, Brom, you're right. For as much money as, as he's getting paid, and for as much as he's kind of underachieved based on that salary, uh, he still has upside, kind of elite upside as an offensive coordinator. So if he puts together a nice game plan, it could be trouble for Notre Dame. Yeah, the offense has always been there. It's really the question of Purdue's defense. Will they be able to slow down Notre Dame? Will they be able to slow down that running attack? That's a question. I want to say I can't remember, but I, I want to say it was is it Poindexter is their new defensive coordinator. I, I could be wrong. He's at Penn State. Penn State. Point, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but even look, look at last year's Purdue team, guys. Uh, this is a team that beat Iowa. The team that I the Nick uh, the Iowa team that Nick is all over. And then look, Northwestern won the Big Ten West. They lost by seven to Northwestern. They lost by three to Minnesota. They lost by seven to Rutgers. These were close losses. This team is not that bad, man. They're not as bad as the record indicates. I think they're a live dog going in the South Bend. Watch out for my Boilermakers. All right. I wonder what the over under on season wins for Purdue is because you hit on something. A lot of times when that where where, uh, you know a pretty inexperienced team loses a lot of close games. The next year they tend to win some of those games. I imagine that over under is probably going to be sitting at like six and a half or something. Purdue with the over on wins for the year might be uh, a good bet here. I yeah. think you're right. I like it. I like it. Okay, Patty C, it is on you. There's still a game out there that I passed on that I'm wondering if you guys are even noticing. Well, it's probably the one that's h- higher on my list than several of these g- games have uh, that have already gone off the board are. I don't know if this is the one. I'm up. You said though. Yes. Well. We are going to the Liberty Bowl. And oh, that's not the one, but I still like it. I okay. like the play. We he's, got he's Mike one g- Leach. Yeah, Mississippi State <laughs> at Memphis. I just don't trust Silverfield, but this is this is compelling. You see, uh, ESPN's FBI had Mississippi State preseason number eight. I did see that. Ooh, I agree that that uh, what, with some of the opinions that I saw online, that that's probably a, a little bit of an overrating going on there. But you know, the pieces are in place. That uh, maybe- the argument, and I because I, I read a couple articles on this, is that the Mississippi State defense was top twenty, and they think it will re- re- remain top twenty. Yeah. The argument is that the offense is going to be more familiar, especially with the COVID season. He didn't get spring ball last year. First year coach, spring ball had a shortened camp, and then KJ Costello did not know anything about the air raid. When he switched to Will Rogers late, even late in the season, you saw a seven point loss at Georgia, seven point loss to Ole Miss, but these are good teams a season ago. So they, they weren't, they kind of late in the year. I felt like the offense was starting to pick it up. No, definitely. Now, traditionally it takes leech three years at Texas tech. It took him three. Yep. I even think wazoo, the real big year jumping wise was year four, but those programs were a mess when he came in there. Mississippi state has more talent than them. I'm very curious to see how, how he does here in the Liberty bowl here. I, I think he's going to roll. Cause I don't trust Silverfield and I don't trust Memphis as much <laughs> as they got my boy, Mike McIntyre at, at defensive coordinator, the former Colorado coach. I think, and, Mem- yeah, and this is a different Memphis squad. Like, you know, over the last three or four years, you got used to some of the names like Brady white, DeMonte Coxey, Kenneth Gainwell. All those guys are gone. We got a new quarterback. We got new skill position guys. Kind of a rebuilding year for Memphis here, and this is very fertile recruiting ground. That's why these SEC schools play at Memphis because Memphis, that that western side of of uh, Tennessee, of Tennessee, all kinds of talent coming out of there. So uh, big Absolutely. game, uh, interesting game. I had it ranked all the way up at number eight. Actually, I I would have picked that game next if Patty didn't pick it. Damn, wow, that's I a first. It, I had it at number twenty. <laughs> 
Oh man. We're all over the place. Yeah. I agree. This is massive uh, recruiting turf, especially like the longer the big 12 goes getting left out of the, uh, the puzzle here in the playoff picture, or, or at least not advancing in the playoff picture, the more likely expansion is. And, you know, with Memphis being one of the geographical fits and, you know, obviously with upside in football and basketball, you got to figure they're, they're playing their ass off and investing in this program for that shot to take it up a level. And uh, yeah, Nick's right. Memphis, super fertile recruiting ground. Uh, the other thing, Silverfield hasn't lost at home yet. Six and zero last year at home. <laughs> Three of his losses were all on the road. So maybe there's something there in the Liberty Bowl. Silverfield magic, baby. There you go. There you go. Okay, NC Nick, it's on you with your next pick here. Where are you going? Well, I'm, let me take you to the only non-Saturday game on the slate, at least so far. Some of them may be subject to change here, but this is a Friday night matchup: UCF at Louisville. Uh, first off, one of the reasons why it's because it is Friday night. And you know, when you have a game by itself, it garners more attention. You don't have to fight other games. You don't have to be flipping the station back and forth, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, and also I, th- I, mean, I think, I think UCF is going to be one of the more interesting teams to watch this year with, with Gus Malzahn first year, you know, is he a improvement as head coach? Uh, what does central Florida do week one against Boise? Uh, you know, then Louisville with Scott Satterfield. I mean, you know, we all thought he was a slam dunk hire a couple of years ago, but he's just been okay. No, his yeah, first just, year. Cause he walked into a disaster his first okay. year. He did. He, well, he was he, eight and five. And there was talk that, that they might win two games that year. So he, he won eight games that year. And then you had last year's mess which four and seven yeah. last year. But the last, question is, yeah. I mean, you know, they lose a lot of people and even Hawkins, you do at well and does and does Fitzpatrick, but their offense is going to be okay. You know, mainly Cunningham's back is really, can they play a lick of defense? Yeah. Yeah. That well, for both I mean, teams, this really. game's got to be a shootout that, big time. This yeah. is going to be like, this is one of these ones where you want to vomit when you see the box score. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I mean, I find this game, I think this game's this got misrepresented. It should have been, should have been higher up, but this is very compelling to me. I, I actually think this is like a top six game to me, probably. Um, so Patty, see, what do you think of this game? Let me ask you this. Gus Malzahn, is he the highest profile coach at a group of five team that has an outside shot? Dana Holgerson, maybe at a, uh, at a playoff though, at a playoff berth coming into a season. I mean, because Dana Holgerson, he might've with Houston, the expectation might've been there, but he didn't achieve it. Fickle. Fickle, I don't think has a high, okay. as high a profile as Malzahn. Well, Malzahn came from the SEC, right? So, and my I point, think so. my point about this is, could that be a factor that pushes UCF, you know, up in the rankings a little bit and gives them the shot? But, the- but another situation with a group of five getting an Auburn head coach. How did Tommy Tupperville work out in Cincinnati? <laughs> Fair enough. I'm not yeah. saying it's going to work out. I'm just saying. Uh, in fact, you know, some of these coaches, it, it worked out for him in the election. Isn't he the governor of Alabama? We love you. He went and got some skyline chili, went back to Alabama. And now he's, he's always looked like he should have been a politician anyway. Big very time. smooth. <laughs> who the fuck very, wants to be a silver tongued. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now I just worry about that guy. Cause like who wants anyone that has desire to be a politician? I, I, I think you gotta be a social. Well, I think uh, with uh, you know, glad handing, the, the folks at Auburn, the, the boosters has prepared him well for the politics <laughs> that he is doing in state now. So, all right, here it is. My pick second, uh, second pick here on this round. I'm going to guys, I had this as a six rated game. I think you guys completely slept on this game. I understand they're reloading, 
but the fans will be there. This, this is Arizona State at BYU. This is a money game, guys. It's a good game. How are you sleeping on this one? Uh, Sun Devils coming. Look, there's talk that this is Arizona State's year to win the Pac-12. They got uh, what? Daniels is back at quarterback. Uh, Herm Edwards is this finally the year? They lost some close games a season ago, but this team is finally coming together. I think they, they, they talk about a team that got depleted by COVID Arizona state a season ago was, was that one of, they were Minnesota of the West. Um, so I think we're going to figure out who they are here at BYU. What do you guys think of this game? Well, they certainly ended the season on a high note last year. So. <laughs> beating, beating Nick's Nick's lock of Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> it was a rivalry game. Come on, always seven points in a rivalry 70 game. Seventy to seven, <laughs> dude. That's like my bas- That's like me and Patty C's basketball <laughs> loss. You know what I mean? We lost by ninety six. Yeah. Or uh, what was your Maryland lock? Uh, oh, when they against Penn State and they lost sixty nine nothing. <laughs> yeah, that was bad, man. That was bad. Hey, every once in a while you throw out some bad picks, but hey, we're over five hundred each and every year. That's right. All right. Cover that's all up. I'll say. And our locks are way over five hundred. Just not. Just not when it comes to uh, what is the name of that Mike rivalry? Loxley or uh, yeah. <laughs> what's the Arizona Arizona State rivalry? Desert fucking battle. I don't know. Um, uh, what do you think of this game, Nick? Yeah, I mean, look, chances are this is going to be like a, a, a 10 p.m. Eastern time tip. I doubt I tune in, but uh, to see who the next quarterback is at at, at BYU will be interesting. Uh, BYU opens the season with three straight Pac-12 games: Arizona, Utah, Arizona State. Just join the freaking conference already. Yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. They should. All right. Uh, if, but if yeah, I mean, like, it's, a, it's an intriguing game. Sure. Yeah. Um, and and look, I think I mean if Arizona State can live up to the hype, you know, if they win the Pac twelve South, I mean shit. I mean, what's uh, what, what they could uh, is that if we if we're gonna mention Iowa, if I'm gonna read articles about Iowa as a playoff sleeper, yeah. I gotta throw fucking Arizona State into that list. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, for different reasons, you got to figure Arizona state is probably more talented. Although I think uh Ferentz has been doing a good job. Uh, well, Ferentz is a better coach than Edwards. He's a way better coach. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, Edwards, I don't know. Edwards, Edwards is, is doing a, better than yeah. I, you know, originally thought Yeah, maybe Edwards is really Ferentz cut out is for the really college good, though. Yeah. yeah. Ferentz is great. And, and the fact that I think they have taken the recruiting to a different level, like Ar- low key. Arizona state should have beat USC a season ago. There was a, 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 they got an onside kick, two of them in the final minute. And and there's and USC gets a tipped pass touchdown that just luck they yeah, they they total fucking luck. botched that Arizona State was the better team on the field all game, um, so I think Arizona State could be the best team in the South. It's very possible, very possible. That's bold. That's bold. Hey, I don't know. There we go. All right, uh, Patty C, it's on you. Next pick. Go fire, fire. All right, we are going to stay in the Southwest. And we are going with uh, another team from Utah, Utah themselves going to San Diego state. Oh, I like it. San Diego state seven and one in their last eight against the pac 12. Boom. It's a nice stat to have on your side. Seven and one. Now I will say this. Utah brings that San Diego state. Say what you want uh, about the Rocky long teams. They weren't really finesse teams. They came in and they just beat up UCLA. They came in, they they beat up a lot of these teams. I, I, Arizona State was one. I mean, think Herm's first year. Yeah. They came into uh to uh Qualcomm and and San Diego State got the win. So the, they've been doing it their way, but with the transition from Rocky Long to Brady Hoke, I think they're becoming more finesse. So then 
you play Utah, an extremely physical, probably one of, if not the most physical team in the Pac-12. Yeah, up there for one of them. So I, I, it's compelling to me, but I think Utah might give it to them. Hmm. You think they've lost that much of a physical edge in one year? Or what is it? Two years with two Hope years now? now? Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, Colby. That hold on. That this is the second of a back-to-back road games for Utah. There is that angle. Now, <laughs> so I mean, look. You mentioned how the SEC schools never do it. Here is Utah. They scheduled two out of conference back-to-back road games. Now, one of them is at BYU. Second at San at San Diego State. What are I they realize doing? At BYU is not a very far trip. <laughs> yeah, but it's a rivalry but, game, one that you could very much lose. That's you know a what hostile I mean? yeah. ass yeah. environment. Yeah, yeah. So that's gonna be a tough stretch there of games. And then they the have Utes. nine conference games. Yeah. yeah. What is the pact? What like what is their business model? Are they trying to like <laughs> slowly flush themselves like out of the picture? It's like Colorado's got what A and M and and Minnesota out of out of conference. You know, yeah. so eleven power fives. Jeez. Stanford's like doing twelve ones. power fives. Yeah, um, A <laughs> yeah. and M just like uh, went what ten and one, yeah, something like top, that. Top five finish or top six finish. Right. Two years I ago, mean, Minnesota did that. It's like come we on. should be saying thank you for scheduling these these interesting games, but yeah, you're you're doing I guess yourself no favors. That's well, that's sure. and that's the problem with the fourteen playoff though is it encourages teams to go exactly. schedule light, exactly. where the Pac twelve. Yep. Late, late to the party on that with Larry Scott spending seven, <laughs> dude. He was spending seven seventy five hundred dollars a night at his hotel in Las Vegas <laughs> for the Pac twelve basketball tournament. He yeah. his expenses seven hundred seven thousand five hundred dollars a night. Uh, Please wow. fire him. You, uh, can, you guys, uh, you can pay me seventy five dollars a night to run. <laughs> right. I saw that you know th- there was a lot of complaints about that. They had the uh, the headquarters in San Francisco. The rent is like yeah. astronomical. Apparently, yeah, just not a good business. Why not rent. just fucking move it to uh, you know Pullman? Right. Three hundred dollars like rent. There you go. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, the, but but this is back to your original point though, Nick. Is that the Pac-12 is scheduling aggressively, and they've been doing this for the past couple of years, and that's that's why probably San Diego State seven and one against them. Yes, has their football fallen off some? Sure, the Pac-12 has since the days of when Pete Carroll left and a lot of the other coaches. But at the same time, it's also because you're scheduling a game. Arizona State played at San Diego State. You yeah. don't see other conferences traditionally playing these games yeah. on the. You don't see you know Ohio State play. They hosted Cincinnati a couple of years ago. They didn't play at Cincinnati. Yeah. You know what I mean? Michigan hosted army. They didn't play at army, right? You do this, your chances of losing go up dr- like dramatically. And they played uh, dramatic. Jesus. I can't fucking talk. <laughs> I want to say, no, Ohio, hey, we, yeah. we just said Oklahoma so state is going to boys. George w. <laughs> <laughs> dramatically. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we, we, we just said Oklahoma state is going to Boise and, and Mississippi state is going to Memphis. That's true. That's true. Well, it's not the SEC powers and it's not yeah. the Big Ten powers that are yeah. doing. When's that? the last time Alabama has, hasn't? I don't think they've played a group of five on the road since Hawaii with June Jones in 2002 and they lost. So, yeah, I don't think thought. Ohio State, if I'm not mistaken, has played an in state road game, true road game, in like over 100 years. Yeah. I yeah. Think. Well, that's just Ohio State saying, hey, hey, we're the king of this state. You I guys mean, come w- to When's us. the last time yeah. Michigan played at a mid major? Oh, uh, it's same thing. We're we're the king of the state. We're not going to play yeah. at well. Western that's Michigan what we're talking. Well, that's what we're talking about, though. Is Utah's playing at San Diego State? They're playing at BYU. I mean, to, yeah. to just to schedule two of two of those right on the same schedule. It's is, like is your fucking, letdown yeah. game is a top forty team in the country. Yeah, like your your easy like week off is a top forty team in the country. Ridiculous. Also, this year Oklahoma at Tulane. Uh, I mean, there's you know there's. Yeah. 
I was surprised this year with, with, there were some power five schools that I didn't expect that are doing some road trips. What about like Texas? When's the last time Texas played at, at somebody? I mean, Oklahoma, I was going to say Oklahoma until I thought of the two lane thing. I don't know how the fuck that happened. Yeah. I don't know if they're just trying to recruit in New Orleans. LSU wouldn't schedule them. I don't know. But I don't Oklahoma know. Oklahoma was going to go to army this past year, but it got canceled. That's true. Oklahoma That's true. May have, they're, uh, uh, they're, they're turning a corner. Yeah. Maybe Lincoln Riley's trying to get a piece of Willie Fritz's hot wife. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the case. That is a. Um, I would do anything for that myself. So uh, <laughs> let me say this about San Diego State. What do you think? They're still in Carson, right? While well, that beautiful new they're, stadium. They're in Carson again this year. Next year, yeah. uh, the, their new stadium opens up. We're gonna have to go to that. Yeah, for sure, man. So I like. Hopefully, Brady Hoke has a good year this year. I want excitement around that program when this. Yeah, kicks absolutely. Off. But I do think that might cost them a little bit of a home field advantage against uh, Utah there. So that's true. That's true. But we could go to that game. It's very easy to, right. for us Carson's to get to that stadium. A walk for us. Um, okay. I want to tell you guys that the college experience way too early week three preview is brought to you by Roman. Yes. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded, right? The best golfers sometimes three putt with the tournament on the line. You know, this happens. So, you know, if you feel like you come up short in the bedroom, sometimes <laughs> It's perfectly okay. <laughs> but if it's bothering you, I want you to know that there's there's options out there. Go to getroman.com/sgp now. All right? Look, this thing is going to have you just just teeing off, all right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED. Yes, ED. Um all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A US licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment for you. They're going to, if it was Patty C, they're like, here, take these 400 pills. No, that, right? that, I am a Roman's customer oh. and that's what happened. Okay. I buy their I, uh, I, hair I, products <laughs> and you know, I, I'm sorry. I, I was not trying to put you on the spot. I, I do tee off, but yeah, I but, don't but, even but, really but, need it, but, but it's nice. There's no shame in that. I mean, <laughs> you get a, a I use the hair. I you. use the hair product shit too. Yeah, exactly. You know, but I don't have the ED yet. Well, I don't, I wouldn't say I have it, but there are times when, you know, I, I, I'm not 17 anymore. Well, I'll say Jack Daniels, Jack Daniels, Jack Daniels yeah, has an yeah. effect. I got you. I got you. So anyway, get over to Roman.com slash SGP. Now I'm telling you, take care of ED without leaving your home, complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of your problem. Come on. It's not a big problem. All right. She's waiting for you. Boom. Get it done. Uh, <laughs> look, go to getroman.com slash SGP. Now and you'll get $15 off your first month. Yeah. $15 off. I mean, come on. It's get, a good product. Yeah. It, it's a good it, product. it does I work can vouch too. For it. It, it works. It works. All right. Now who are we at on the draft here? Nick, I think I'm up, right? It's up to you. Let's fire away these things. We got to do. Hey, by the way, at pick 20, which is coming up, we're going to go rapid fire. Okay. All right. I'll talk really fast. Well, not, not yet. You're okay for another two rounds. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Good. Uh, next game. We just mentioned the school. Actually give me two lane at Ole Miss. Oh, I love uh, it. I love it. Nice. Nice little matchup here. And look, when it, whenever Lane Kiffin takes the field, he makes things interesting. They may have only been five and five last year, but tell me that wasn't an interesting team to watch. Oh man. With, with Levy. Was it Jeff Levy? Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Levy, the OC from UCF coming over to Ole Miss. Um, that offense was, was just fire. Now, Willie, now talk hey. about what we talked about. Willie Fritz is slamming hot wife. Oh, Lane Kiffin used to have a hot ex wife. <laughs> you know, this she, is a battle of hot wives. Yeah. Right? I think X, I think, I think uh, Kiffin yeah. uh, plowed. Uh, she was from Los Angeles. Lane. She Smart Smart move, Lane. You're still a young man. <laughs> she, she wasn't down to come to Alabama. Joseph like, <laughs> Freshwater uh, 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 could not be 
restricted to one woman. I think this is a really compelling matchup, man. Well, I, let's talk about this Ole Miss offense, man. Uh, you know, I mean, they put up over fifty twice. They put up forty-eight points on Alabama and LSU. Mm, was Granted, an awesome they lost those two games. They gave up sixty-three and fifty-three points. Worst defense <laughs> in the nation last year. Worst defense they, and best offense. Has yeah, that ever happened yeah. before, <laughs> dude? Dude, they, so they averaged. 40.6 points a game, but they gave up 40.3 points a game. <laughs> well, I mean, well then you have this angle of Tulane plays Oklahoma the week before. So the, you know, these Tulane's going to be used to this high powered, uh, you know, Ole Miss does a lot of this, no huddle, same with, same with Lincoln Riley. Uh, so uh, if anything, the, that Oklahoma game, Oklahoma's probably going to roll against Tulane the week before, but Tulane will yeah. be ready for this. And obviously the talent level won't be the same. And watch out for that quarterback, Michael Pratt, true freshman last year. We like that two lane quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Preseason, by yeah. the way, top thirty six. I think they were ranked thirty fifth or thirty sixth. Tulane. Preseason. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tulane will be bowling for the fourth straight year. Willie Fritz is a guarantee, man. What right? do you think? Pratt, NFL talent, yay or nay? He's only a sophomore. Oh no, he's a freshman again because he was a freshman last That's year. Right. So uh maybe down the road. Physically, I yeah. think he's got yeah. the tools. You maybe a little Patrick Ramsey in him? Okay. Another two lane quarterback. Just because he's from two lane. <laughs> <laughs> Little Sean King in him. <laughs> um, I like the matchup though, man. Give me two. What do you think is line? O- Ole Miss minus seventeen. They shouldn't be. If it's seventeen, give me two lane yeah. to cover that. I, I expect this to actually be a pretty competitive game. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, all right, and it's on me here. Look, guys, the last time you brought up San Diego State, how are you not going to bring up Fresno State? Last time they played at UCLA just two years ago, they went into to the Rose Bowl and got the dub. Now Jeff Tedford is gone, but his former OC, Kalen DeBauer, he's one of those coaches that started off last year, year one. It was a mess for Fresno. Um, they they at you know they were like the Big Ten. They they scheduled the, the Mountain West came back really 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 late. Um, horrible first year to have for any coach we've, we've hit on that. I feel like that's the theme of the episode, but DeBauer I think has a decent team. He's got decent talent and I like him as a coach. I mean, you look at him when he was at Indiana, he, he, re- that was really the turning point. I thought is when he came to, to Indiana and, and started their offense. Yeah. So DeBauer here, I think this is a dangerous spot to UCLA. You know, uh, they, they get Hawaii and UCL or sorry, Hawaii and LSU to open the season. Yeah, and then they get then they get uh, Fresno State. I think who's uh, the, who's the other game there? I think they get. No, no, that's the first three games I think, and then okay. they have Stanford and then the, the two Arizona schools. So it's like Jeez. a sandwich spot. See that even the, once again back to the Pac-12. There you're getting what Hawaii, Fresno, and LSU. Yeah, that's yeah. your letdown game is Fresno. Yeah, it's freaking insane. Yeah, it's it's a dumb spot, um, but I think Fresno State give me them in the points to to get this is gonna be a live dog potential, live dog yeah, potential here. Absolutely. Uh, we see it, we see it often. What's that? I'm really intrigued with UCLA this year. I think uh, you know they're one of the the four or five schools that may be the most interesting to watch this year, just to see what they can do. Especially if they get that LSU win. You know, we just kind of went over the schedule there. Oh yeah, I mean, look, Hawaii and Fresno are good mid majors. UCLA, if they're the team that some people think they should be this year, they shouldn't have any problems with those two. Uh, and then, I mean, look, things cut. You know. They could be six and zero going into a game at Washington if UCLA can take care of business, beat LSU. I know that's a huge if right now, but uh, and then you know beat Fresno, beat Hawaii, beat the Arizona schools, Stanford. Uh, uh, wait, 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 wait. You said UCLA should be six and zero going into a, or could I said they 
could be, okay. not should. I would say yeah. it's almost like a two percent chance they're six and zero. I like UCLA this year. I'm high. I like UCLA this year too, but but that schedule's too hard. I think they're going to lose one. They're going to lose one of those. They're going to lose one of those. Yeah, I think so. But look, I mean, Stanford on the road, UCLA should be favored. But uh, to me, every game though, you're telling the Arizona like, schools. I think Arizona State can easily beat UCLA. Yeah. I would favor them to beat UCLA. Actually, I don't you're know. S- I'm not sure where the game's at. That's in, that's at the I, Rose Bowl. I am higher on UCLA this year than I am Arizona State. I kind the, I, of. I am. think the big question is is LSU. I think that's their toughest game. Uh, but I think. Definitely. Definitely. But my point is, is like, dude, you have enough of these, like, somewhat. You know, of course, Fresno, of course. UCLA, like what you feel probably 60% sure UCLA is going to get that win. Uh, th- it's a different than when you're playing UMass where it's like, that's a 99% chance. Like when you keep playing a lot of these teams that have a, a 40% sure. chance to win, you're, you're going to lose. Yeah. One. You're yeah. going to, you're going to get bit by one of these teams. Maybe I'm a little bit higher on UCLA than you guys this year. And look, chip Kelly has sold me a bill of goods before <laughs> <laughs> Sam know, Bradford I'm buying again. <laughs> you took Sam Bradford yeah. in the first round with the Eagles. <laughs> well, uh, looking at their schedule last year, really UCLA was better than their three and four record indicates of a six point loss at Colorado. Colorado was uh, undefeated yeah. into what the second to last game of the season, uh, a three point loss at Oregon. That game they should have won. A five point loss. They didn't have the. They didn't. Have the, they had like a bunch of COVID problems that Oregon game. D- DTR yeah. couldn't play because yep. of COVID, so they went with a backup quarterback. And the guy drops a pass in what would have put them in, in in striking range to win. Yeah. Yep. With little time, and they gave up a hail mary at the end of the half, half. for no yeah. reason. Yeah. No, no, no. They uh, pick six hail mary. A pick six. Yeah. Okay. Gosh. Okay. They lost to uh, USC by five in a game I thought they should have won, and then they lose to Stanford by uh, one in double overtime to close out the season. Yeah, they almost went undefeated. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, well, now you guys are sounding a little, a little bit higher, like me. <laughs> now, now you're sounding like yeah. uh, Lou Holtz. <laughs> Get yeah. that one pulled up for us. Uh, they did beat Arizona. Well, <laughs> well I don't got <laughs> they bring back cold, but uh, no, but but dude, they're you gonna guys are proving my point. Thank but you. But they're still gonna lose. My point is that they lost all those. <laughs> that they're gonna yes, they're improved. I'm sure they'll be more experienced with DTR back. And I think I'm actually high on them this year. But I'm also high on Arizona State. And I don't. I I just don't. Think you can just run all of those games? Yeah, that schedule. No, yeah. I don't think so either. I just yeah. I said they could. It's within the realm of possibility. I expect them to probably be five and one going wow. into at Washington. Okay, maybe four and two. If that's but they'll they'll have a winning record going into that game. Well, if that's the case, Chip Kelly's gonna be walking around Westwood the like best this. Looking man, <laughs> the best dressed man, long limousines, jet airplanes, custom made clothes. And any woman in the world I want. As long as he's wearing that yes. visor, he's not the best dressed man. Uh, so Hey, so, the visor's a classic look for the college football coach. That's true. Spurrier Spurrier made that immortal. Uh, he was great at just taking that off and when every time his quarterback makes a bad throw like, yeah. or like adjusting it yeah. and like fidgeting yeah. and shit. Yeah. Uh Patty C, where are you going on this pick? After uh, this, we're we're doing rapid fire. Uh there are a few what is up with my fucking thing? Oh no. Okay. Um well, I guess I got to be realistic here. I guess I got to go SEC. I guess I got to go South, South Carolina, Carolina at Georgia. Georgia. What? Just two years ago, they beat him at Georgia. Yeah, exactly. But Muschamp's gone. I'm I'm a, I'm a skeptic of the Beamer hire. <laughs> As well, you should be. But Georgia always has a game or two where I feel like they let teams like Mississippi State last year. Now Georgia got the win, but here they were tied up with five minutes left. Yeah, exactly. Georgia uh, been known to choke and lay a lemon. 
Uh, in fact, there may not be a bigger choking team in all of football. So where do they get them? What's their spot? They get them in between UAB and Vandy. This should mm, be, I think, I think Georgia rolls. Yeah. They should have their Georgia like rolls. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, but still, I get it. you got to play that game there. I think it's the best game. Yeah, it's two, two, sure. it's two blue bloods. I mean, not not blue bloods. I, I think it's better than Northwestern at Duke, believe it or not. And I know <laughs> uh, with NC Nick on deck, does he go there? I do. Oh, Ooh, slight, slightly better than Northwestern Duke. Look, I'm a Duke fan. Uh, there's been rumblings about Coach Coach Cut maybe uh, hanging it up or you know maybe being shown the door, which is kind of crazy, but. Uh, I do think uh, he's kind of losing his edge. I think he's, he's been able to, he's, he has not been able to make the adjustments to what the quarters are doing to that offense. That offense five or six years ago is much better than it has been the last two or three years. New quarterback the, uh, this year, Gunnar Holmberg, uh, the chase Bryce experiment pretty much failed. Meanwhile, Northwestern was seven and two last year. I, w- I will say Duke won the last two games in, in 2017 and 2018. And they have to, you know, Northwestern has to come into Durham. So give me my Duke blue devils here to pull off an upset. Mm. Well, Duke plays them well though. I feel Why like do they play yeah. so often. It's a thing. Yeah. I guess it's yeah, they're too, like private, you know, they snobby. think they're really good academic <laughs> schools. Uh, this would be, I could totally see Northwestern losing this game and then winning the big 10 West. <laughs> right. I could totally see that happen. I feel like Narduzzi has has Narduzzi Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald yeah. has gotten this program. Uh, but they lose. I'm telling you, they played not that long ago, and I feel like Duke Duke gave it to him. Duke is yeah. still potent, you know. And yeah. look, that's and, and and Northwestern was three and nine in 2019. That was not yeah, that long that's ago. True. Yeah, that was recent. Uh, that, you know what? That game's actually for it being a snooze fest. It's actually intriguing. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually intriguing. Um, and and they got to be crazy if they're going to fire Coach Cut. Because this guy, he won. He took Duke to the to the ACC championship. All right, and they, they, they had a they had a winless season. Yeah, before he was hired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he should have a thirty year fucking leash. <laughs> um, all right, now here we are. I'm gonna we're we're gonna do some rapid fire here. Actually, wait. Well, it started with Nick. After this round, we're doing rapid fire. Okay, so with me, my pick here. Look, I could go ECU Marshall. But that, like, I don't want to bring a negative tone to it. That's where the plane crashed for that matchup, mm. you know. So I'm going to go. No, that was you're, 40 you're years ago. <laughs> reviving the spirit of those players and honoring them, so it's not a negative tone. Okay, well then I'll go there. All right, you you got me. East Carolina at Marshall, guys. If Doc Holliday was there, I would say this game would would be higher. But I'm I'm concerned uh, with Marshall's coaching hire and ECU. I know they're on a cusp of winning the AAC. I think this is the year they really do it. How many um, times do we have to hear this nonsense? <laughs> look, Holton elders uh, look and getting that JMU coach. I think that was the guy that made he, Mike Houston's the, the guy that's going to bring us back to the promise. We are the land. purple and the gold. It's Royal colors. You know, we got the Midas touch. So so I think this is what we do. We come in here. We, 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 this is, we're probably be undefeated here when we beat South Carolina and app state. Uh, look at that. Look at that out of conference schedule, app state neutral site game, Charlotte. Nice. Then we're hosting South Carolina. Kudos to South Carolina Yeah. because they had, they had ducked us for a while. Absolutely. And, uh, and now they're, they're coming to Greenville and then we're, we're at Marshall here. What do you think of this game? It's a great mid-major game. I agree. This is a good game. Fun, competitive, Nick. I'm on board. I'll be tuning in. Definitely. That's it. That's all you're going to say about ECU. Huh? <laughs> I thought, I, I thought it was rapid fire. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it is about to be rapid fire after Patty C's pick right here. Patty C you're on the clock. Where are you going? Ah, uh, this is tough. 
This is tough. I mean, this is a game that um, is not going to be competitive, but it is a great rivalry game. One that Colby really loves a cross division uh, rivalry. And I emphasize rivalry in the ACC Georgia tech at Clemson. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> this, this did not make my list. It was 70 to seven last year. Wasn't it <laughs> With the, this fucking game? They're trying to milk it as a rivalry game. This game has never <laughs> been a rivalry game. They play them every year. This is worse than Alabama getting Tennessee. It's yeah. worse than Alabama getting Tennessee. And it shouldn't be every year. Well, How about you just don't play it every year? All right. Yeah. Just put it in the normal rotation I mean, of ACC games. Graphically, they should be kind of the rivals. They're the closest two schools to each other in the yeah, ACC. Yeah, but it's in, just never been the case. Yeah, but Georgia Tech still has relatively decent potential. I mean, I feel I, I would like to see what has happened in this game because well, during, Georgia Tech's one. Uh, no, I'm, I'm joking. During Paul Johnson's tenure, they may have actually gotten better the uh, the better of Clemson some of the time. I want to say under Bowden, he was getting the better. And that's why Bowden got fired. <laughs> can't, me, you can't lose made up rivalry games. All right. Uh, um, I'm going to check the all time series in this. Uh, well, Georgia tech has John Heisman. You're going to go back to fucking 1920 and you're going to see them dominate Clemson. Probably. Georgia tech leads this series 50 to 33. Historically, Georgia tech has talked to me Clemson. in 20 years. If I'm still alive, <laughs> right. All right. Clemson has one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of the last nine. So clearly in control of the rivalry at this point. Yeah. Okay. Moving along, Nick back at you. Let's, let's go, dude. I think this is a really, really under the radar game. Nevada at Kansas state It is dangerous. Uh, dude. Nevada's going to be good this year, man. I know Carson. Nobody's, nobody's, t- nobody's yeah. talking about Nevada in the air raid. Uh, they were seven and two last year. They have a brutal schedule to start the year. Three of their first four games are road games to Cal, Kansas state and Boise. Whew. Freaking tough as shit here, but hey, look that quarterback Carson Strong returns. He averaged over 300 a game last year. 27 touchdowns to just four interceptions. He's a stud. Uh, He's a stud quarterback. I was really impressed with him. And also, how Mummy's son Matt Mummy is the offensive coordinator there. He is. He has got that that team rolling on offense. Timmy Chang also part of that coaching staff. Mm. Uh, what were you gonna say? Live I, dog. Yeah. Live dog. That's all I gotta say. I, look, you saw Arkansas State upset. Uh, K State in Manhattan a, a season ago. Now a lot of that was once again tons of players being out. But at the same time, K State is very good. But they don't have they, you don't see them dropping a ton of pro players. Nevada can can I think they're a live dog too. I think they're a live dog. I think K State could get the win here, but not Nevada. Watch out for the Wolfpack this year. I think they're going to be a tough out each and every week. Fair enough. And you know, yeah, like you said, K State took a little step back last year, so. That was, they were like Minnesota though. Yeah. When you're playing hey, they games, they still beat uh, Oklahoma in Norman last <laughs> with, year. Dude, with with the, with the best part about out. that that game was they were using wide receivers as defensive backs, <laughs> <laughs> and they won in Norman, one of the hardest places to win historically over the past 20 years in college football. Winning in Norman has been really really hard. They pulled it off. You know what was really impressive about that game is they. That was a shootout. It wasn't like they just wrapped uh, Oklahoma's defense up. They yeah, uh, Deuce Vaughn had a big they day. Went I believe blow right? for blow yeah, with Oklahoma yeah. for like four quarters. Like back, it was a great game. Well, Oklahoma got a little bit of a lead at one point, like fourteen or twenty-one or seventeen or something, and then yeah. K State came roaring back. Uh, yeah, but I, I'm with you. I think that game's compelling. Let's fire this thing along here. Next up is myself. Look, I gotta go. I mean, you, and you're baiting me to take to take a couple power five schools. I'm not going to do it guys. 
I'm not, I'm not going to do it because I don't want to see Mike Loxley against Brett Bielma or, or uh, Baylor at Kansas. I know those are still out there. All right. I'm going to leave them out there because there's more compelling matchups. There's one that I would think you would be in love with out there. Uh, well, the, uh, if it's regarding my guy, Brent Brennan traveling to the Island, all right. To take on Todd Graham and his best buy fucking, he got, you see, he got rid of that. When he was at Arizona State, he looked like a guy who worked at Best Buy. He wore like that, like sporty headset. You know, look like you, you know, be like a guy selling you a TV at Best Buy, right, right. Uh, or giving you giving like the whole audience well, with a, the little a, like a program, uh, you know, microphone yeah, down on the head. Yeah, headset. exactly. Yeah. When he was at Arizona State, he looked like that. Now he's got he's wearing oh. the lay. He's doing everything down in Hawaii. Let me check and see if we have those TVs in stock. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So look, th- and look, Brent Brandon coming off a huge year at San Jose State. They won the Mountain West. Uh, San Jose State really turning a corner. They hired Tim Miles, basketball coach uh, for, for basketball coach too. I love that hire. They're doing the right things with the athletic department. Finally, not since the days of fucking Jack Elway, right, and Gil Bird. Hey, uh. But they are getting the football program together. And uh, look, this is a, a, a dangerous spot for them because with Boise, you know, obviously coming back and Avalos being there. I don't know if San Jose can re- San Jose State can repeat. Yes, they're bringing back Nick Starkle, six year senior, but hitting the island. We know Hawaii plays good on the island. We know they play good. Look at the past twenty years. I mentioned Alabama last time they played a, a group of five on the road. I believe. Yeah. At, at Hawaii, took an L. Now that wasn't under Saban, but I mean that's my point though. Is Still that Alabama? Last time Arizona went lost. Last time Oregon State went lost. So uh, this is a dangerous matchup for them. I love this game. I can't, this is one of those ones that's going to be like a midnight kick for you, Nick. And I can't I, I can't wait to watch it over here. It'll be nine p.m. It'll be perfect. I'll check the box score in the morning. <laughs> uh, all right, Patty C it's on you, my friend. Well, I can't believe this one hasn't been called out yet and, and we're all going to be discussing. Don't give me this Maryland bullshit. No, I'm okay, not giving okay. Maryland unless I missed it somehow, but coastal Carolina, that, it was either that or San Jose state Hawaii for going me. to yeah. Buffalo. There you go. There yeah. you go. I mean, Buffalo at six and one, one loss in the Mac championship to a upstart ball state team. Uh, meanwhile, Coastal Carolina, obviously, kind of the Cinderella of last year's uh, season. Two of the better coaches, and the, the that I think could be hired for major gigs: Leopold against Chadwell. Yeah, this is this is awesome. I and, and I only the only thing I will say is like, will it be cold? You think by then in Buffalo? Nah, no, we're Still. talking like mid September. Yeah, fuck, it'll be I beautiful. Want this in it'll the be like sixty five. I want this <laughs> I know, in right? the pouring rain, the wind. I want it like one of those old Buffalo Bills, uh, Miami Dolphins games. Um, no, this matchup's awesome. I, 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 this is one of my favorite matchups of the whole weekend. I probably should have already picked this one. You're probably right. Uh, okay. Moving along. NC Nick, it's on you. All right. Uh, that is a great game. I wish we could talk more about it, but we just don't have the time. So give me, you didn't mention this power five matchup here, Florida state at wake forest could be interesting. That's like, true. I, like, That's I, the best of the remaining power five. I'm games. not an FSU hater, but I do take a little bit of joy in seeing their struggles after their run of dominance in the nineties. You have to, if you were yeah. alive in the nineties and you weren't a Florida state fan, you well, can't watch them. Well, lose especially enough. cause Bobby Bowden would run it up. Remember they would interview him and be like <laughs> in track. Do you slow up at the end of a race? <laughs> so it's like, dude, he would put like a hundred points on the board against some of these teams. And you're just like, dude, why is Charlie Ward still in the game? Why are you throwing yeah. the ball when you're up 75? <laughs> but I will say even in their recent struggles, they are four and one versus wake in the last five. It's usually just a game where their talent just rises to the top and wake just can't match it. But this year with Sam Hartman back at quarterback for the demon Deacons, 
Beal Smith at running back, our boy Jacory Robinson, our yeah. you know our our gem that we Dude, mined. Clawson's got the program uh, in, rolling. Clawson has got the program rolling, and Wake's offense is better than it's ever been in yeah. my life. I think Wake. I think Wake wins this year. I'm with you. This Wake, is Wake in, gets the win. This it, is in uh, Winston Salem. Salem. Yeah. Interesting. Yes, interesting. A lot of potential there for a great game, and you might be right. Uh, they may have the edge going into this. It's early enough in the season that maybe there's a, still a little quarterback controversy going on down in Tallahassee. So maybe wake is the team and this is the year for them. Love it. Love it. Okay. Look, I'm going to take you to one. I'm, I'm going to stay off the radar here. I'm going to stay off the radar here. Give me, I know where you're going. Give me uh, a game here in, in uh, Iowa city. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Kent state. This team is it, dude. I, this is an interesting matchup because Kent state's offense has been fire under the, under Sean Lewis. And now they hit the road to Iowa. And I think Iowa, you know, th- th- we've talked about how good they've been last year. S- sneaky under the radar. This is one where it's kind of contrasting styles. You have like Kent state, you know, no huddle fast pace. Yeah. And you have Iowa just, Hey, we're going to, here's our tight ends and here's 400 handoffs. Right. <laughs> uh, I find it kind of compelling this matchup here. And maybe, maybe Kent state can make a game of it. I look, there's a lot that I like out here. There's Ohio. There's another game out there, but Kent State at Iowa, I think, is is kind of co- intriguing to me. Uh, I mean, like I said, I think Iowa's recruiting has improved, and Iowa is like quietly churning out like super high quality defensive backs that could be the the kryptonite. And tight ends, they're like tight end you. Oh, of course, yeah. any of those Big Ten, you know, yeah. West uh, powers are doing their thing with the tight ends and the offensive line, but. I just, I can't see this game being super close. Well, I, I would rather watch Kent state. Oh, uh, Iowa than Minnesota, Illinois. Something's wrong. Right? Or Maryland, Illinois. Yeah. I'm sorry. Maryland, Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty high on the Hawkeyes here. I don't think uh, this is you think it's a blowout. Okay. Well, I took a shot, buddy. Sometimes you just got to take a shot. Uh, Patty C it's on you. All right. Well, we only have, by the way, we're, we're pretty much this after this pick. Is this my last one? No, you have one more after this one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, so, so we should have two more. You have one more buddy. Oh, yeah. Oh, now make damn. it count. Okay. All right. All right. I am going to the great state of Virginia for this one for an in-state battle <laughs> between a terrible team and a good team. But really, this is kind of the uh because there are only four uh power or four FBS teams in the state of Virginia, one being uh UVA and other being Virginia Tech. The remaining two should probably have a rivalry, that being Old Dominion and Liberty. Where's this at? It's at Liberty. It's at Liberty. Yeah. This oh, is going to be a throttling, but um Virginia I mean uh, Old Dominion did get Penn State's offensive coordinator from uh, Ricky Renee. Ricky yeah. Renee. So hopefully he's you know put something together. Obviously Hugh Freeze has some great I want to say he got a grad transfer quarterback too. Maybe was that where James Blackman went? Maybe. I feel I'll like to look that up. they got a grad transfer quarterback there. I, I'm struggling to remember his name at the moment. It's April. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I, I do think it might be an ass whooping though. Oh, it should be based on last year. You would think, I think, <laughs> I old, think Dominion, it, well, old Dominion well, punted on the season last year. So there's that yeah. angle. We have no idea what to expect from them. And uh, the year before that, they were one and 11, <laughs> but that's, but that wasn't Renee's team. So Daryl Mack from UCF. Oh, I like it. Went to old dominion. Back, I like back it. home. I, he was good at UCF, man. Yeah. But got stuck behind uh, a pretty deep uh, quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Gabriel. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I like I like that play. All right, Nick, it's on you. Last pick of your of the draft for you, buddy. All right, let me give you an interesting one. I mean, I could say Tulsa, Ohio State here, but I don't want to do that. I want to give you Delaware at Rutgers and pay homage to our FCS spring football season. We've been all about the Blue Hens. Nice. I've been all about the whole state of Delaware. I've said this is Delaware's year, and the the fall is still going to be twenty twenty one. It's still going to be their year. And hey, look, man, they have a legit defense here. Greg Schiano and company, they're going to be an interesting team this year. Do That's not a, take Delaware lightly. That is a sneaky game. Potential reigning That's FCS national champion. That's a sneaky <laughs> game right there. Uh, Border battle. Too. I love it. Yeah. I love it, man. Um, wow. I like that one, man. Okay. Uh, I'm on my final pick as well. It's tough. I see a lot out there that I like. I'm going to take you to Fayetteville. What do we got there? Georgia Southern in the triple option Ooh, nice. coming into Fayetteville. I want to say Arkansas plays Texas the week before. Great spot for Georgia Southern to catch Arkansas. Big time. Big and, and time. I mean, what do you think of that game, Nick? Uh, well, <laughs> what game was it? Georgia Southern Arkansas. I mean, look, I, I'm laying. Uh, look, you're falling asleep because you're thinking, okay, 800 handoffs, maybe one, two passes all game, but Georgia Southern. Look, and that's another thing. Kendall Bryles run, run runs at Arkansas at Arkansas. I mean, Jesus, I can't fucking talk. But uh, <laughs> uh, Lou Holt yeah, <laughs> runs yeah, that air raid at Arkansas. Yeah. Well, well, I don't get they raid my head cold, but they're. I've been on podcasts all day. I can't fucking talk. But Georgia Southern runs this triple option. It's contrasting styles, man. Yeah. So they're gonna have to yeah. practice for this on the fly. It's hard to, to get prepared for a triple option on the fly. I love this matchup as a potential dog. Who do you th- who would have thought that Sam Pittman, offensive line coach at Georgia, would have been throwing the ball around like that? Well, you got Kendall Bryles. That well, was the yeah. thing, yeah. It's a nice hire, but still. Patty C, last pick of the draft. Last pick of the draft for myself. You gotta you gotta pick this one here. Well, it's low hanging fruit. I, it, I, there's there, there's like we are leaving Power Five games out there just to not, one. This, this isn't Power Five. This is like a, a, you know a team he's been singing the praises of this new head coach for a year now. Oh, okay. Now I'm now I'm really curious. Now I'm curious. Maybe <laughs> I missed it. Um, in, in his first FBS matchup. Ooh. Oh, now I should. Jackson ask. State at Louisiana Monroe. Oh no, but uh, oh, oh yeah, Bowden, Bowden against Dion. Rich Rod and yeah. Dion. Yeah. Oh, um, I, Dion. I, I forgot Rich Rod was there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a compelling game. You're right. Um, I think uh, that hey, you, that don't, com- you don't have to pick it. I just, yeah, it be you, man. Well, that is a more interesting game than I was going to pick <laughs> since no one else is picking after this. I was going to say Maryland and uh, uh, Illinois. Yeah. Uh, that game sucks. <laughs> it does suck. Both of those teams could use that win though, for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely in terms of like uh star potential and upside, you know, obviously Deion Sanders has the potential to completely overtake the uh, HBCU scene. He kind of already has. I can't wait. Dude. I hope this, this is going to be on like ESPN plus. I'm probably going to throw this up on one of the TVs here at the studio. Yeah. I mean, this is compelling Jackson state. He's going to have his players now. I mean, I, yeah. I think this year, you know, you're looking to have think, a more talented roster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would say so. Uh, well, ULM was winless last year. So, you know, Jackson state could win this game and they could get a lot more training. Remember Jackson state plays this Saturday. Uh, against Prairie View. After that, their season concludes, but they they could get transfers. Yeah, you know, th- so it, it. I would expect Jackson State to be the more talented team on the field here, but it is Bowden against Dion. That's compelling, man. Yeah. And then obviously the rich run. We're going to see. I mean, I I watched tape on Shador Sanders as a high school player. I don't know if his rating was hyped, but I believe he was a four star. Having a fucking four star quarterback at the FCS level is kind of unheard of. Um, yeah, even though, even though North- than any quarterback 
ULM's pulling in. Yeah. But I was like, uh, even though North Dakota state puts uh, they're going to have three quarterbacks in the NFL uh, af- after next Thursday. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's true. That, they've produced more than four star talent, Yeah, but I don't know if there are four stars <laughs> going in. Although I think what's his name was uh, Trey, Trey Lance might've been, might've been, might've wow. been that highly I don't ranked. know. I don't know. You sure? He, I think he got a scholarship offered like Minnesota, and he was like, "Nah." So I don't know. Wow. He may have been a three star. Who knows? It's like Jalen Suggs going to fucking Gonzaga. Gonzaga Same exactly. with the, the other guy that just went there too. Small schools getting their Minnesota. Shine. How about you stay in state, guys? Well, Rich Rod will have a defensive back playing uh, quarterback if he's smart. So I know. can't wait to watch. That's actually one that I think is more compelling than a lot of these matches. He'll really have a chance to shine as an offensive coordinator if they improve a lot. Uh, going from stay, 0 and ten. What's his stay in the uh, state bullshit, Colby? No, I'm saying Minnesota, Minnesota, the other players leave, man. So Trey Lance went to North Dakota state, turned down Minnesota. Jalen Suggs went to Gonzaga. You you wanted to move out to California. (laughs) Well, yeah, but I've also been to Spokane. All right. Spokane (laughs) and and Minneapolis. Come on. I think that's kind of a wash. If anything, I might lean. Our our parents probably told you to stay in state and you were like, screw it. I'm moving out to the West coast. Well, Colby also. let them go. Colby also did a tour of most of the colleges in Virginia. So yeah. his, his college experience, <laughs> you know, was very instant. Yeah, I conquered and then I went no, no, right? no, ECU was his main stopping ground. <laughs> That's true. He did go out of state. Let's be honest. Uh, okay. But look, we left these ones on the board guys. We left Stanford at Vanderbilt. Is that compelling at all? Oh, no. Cross country trip. <laughs> That's better than Maryland, Maryland, Illinois. In my book, it's only compelling if Vanderbilt wins. <laughs> it's and just then, like Duke, and how is Duke Northwestern charting higher than Vandy Stanford? Because Vandy sucks so fucking bad. <laughs> Duke was horrible last year. I, I'm a Duke fan. That's why I came up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we left. Uh, we left that on the board. We left uh, Baylor Kansas. <laughs> Did we, we left, leave that? We left. What about Western Michigan Pitt? We left that on the board. How about Utah State Air Force? That one should have charted. Yeah, yeah. probably should have been on yeah. that. Should have charted. Uh, Colorado State Toledo probably should have charted. Probably better than yeah, my Kent maybe. State Iowa. Uh, what about Ball State Wyoming? The winner of the MAC hitting the road to go to Cheyenne could be a decent game. Sleeper, you know. Wait, not, not Cheyenne. Where, is that is that where they're? I think yeah, Cheyenne. Yeah. That's where the university is. No, it's uh, Casper. No, no, it's not. It's Cheyenne. No. I think. Wyoming. Wyoming. It's it's no, uh, it's not Cheyenne. Laramie. What's Laramie. The, Laramie. Laramie. Yeah, that's yeah. What it is. Yeah. I knew I, I sounded off there. Um, Boston College Temple. We didn't choose, huh? <laughs> no. Western Michigan Pit. What about this one? BC Temple could actually be a good game. It could be a good game. What about? It's what just about, so boring though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about Ohio at Louisiana Lafayette? Frank Solich at at uh, yeah. uh, Levi Lewis and Billy Napier. Yeah, that could yeah. be a good game. All right, I don't know. I mean, those are the ones I thought I had just mentioned. Uh, before we next up, we're gonna pick our dog, and then we're gonna get out of here. Well, our dog, and then our what the fuck game of the week. But first, I want to tell you that the college experience way too early week three previews brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Yeah, Better Than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what hashtag DJs only care about sports betting, baby. We're giving out free daily video picks over at our Better Than Vegas profile page. Better than Vegas is always running a ton of free contests and they got a ton of free picks and handicappers that you need to check out. Make sure you subscribe to our page <laughs> on our profile. So don't miss a pick at sports slash BTV at sports slash BTV. I had a hard time talking there, man. Having a hard time talking tonight. I swear I'm not hammered either. Um, here we are. Um, our let upset me, of the week. Let me ask you this. The parameters of this selection here. Are we going for the biggest point spread upset? Or are we going for the most like uh, 
recognizable or fun upset. You, you got to pick that, but, I, but but what coming with a bigger point spread and and hitting on that, you get more credit. Yeah, yeah, and I'll that'll be a, a clip on Twitter, and people will be talking about Patty C for years Calling to come. It eight All months right? in advance. <laughs> so um, I guess we're only like what like five you months? know NC Nick was kind of on App State beating Michigan back in the day. I said they'd cover at least. Yeah, you said I've, watch out for them. He told that's me a flex. Yeah, yeah that's he a said flex. watch out for that game. I, at the time, ECU was playing Virginia Tech, and it was after that that uh, crazy shooting or something in Virginia Tech. Yeah, and I said ECU's team is good this year. We could beat Virginia Tech. Now I want to say that score was like fourteen to seven. We threw a pick six that essentially cost us the game in Blacksburg. So I was wrong on my pick, and I thought Nick was crazy. He's telling me he's like App State's nah, they can play with dude. they can they can hang around. <laughs> I said, man, they're athletic, they're fast, and the quarterback Armani Edwards. I watched in their previous year in the uh, FCS playoffs. I was like, dude, this team's legit here. Yeah, he was and, all over. And there. sure enough, I mean, I thought they'd cover. I bet them to cover. I didn't bet money line. I wish uh, I did. Look, I'll remember that one though forever. It was almost like in, ni- a watershed in, in ninety-seven in sports. Ninety-seven. Nick will remember this because I bet him. Yeah, I called for Arizona State to beat Nebraska in Tempe. Yeah. And they did. They, N- Nebraska was number one in the nation. Yeah. So Plum, plumber, right? Or yeah. No, hold on. No, uh, I think, uh, I think plumber went to the NFL and I think it was Ryan Healy. If it, yeah, yeah. And uh, they had a white receiver, uh, Keith, uh, Keith pool, Keith pool, Keith pool. There yeah. you go. Um, but yeah, it might've been plumber though. It, it might've been plumber senior year, but the, anyway, yeah. that was, that was, a, they were like 21 point dogs and they won. Boom. So caught it. That was awesome. Um, so here's your chance, Patty. See, so give me your dog of the week. Wait, did you? Did oh wait, Nick's supposed to go first. Yeah, Nick goes first. yeah. All right. Well, I don't know if they're gonna be a 21 point dog, but give me Nevada rolling into Manhattan, Kansas. Mm. Nevada knocks off Kansas State. Nevada's in store for a nice year here. If that happens, Carson Strong throws for 403 touchdowns, and Matt, very possible. And Matt Mummy and 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 and, and uh, Norvell just have have just right off into the sunset. That'll be a great win for them. Uh, uh, second pick is myself. All right. You want to go there? I'm going to take you to give me the dog play. I, I touched on this one. I feel like uh, I said, sprinkle some on the money line in this one. So I'm going to take you to Fresno state upsetting UCLA here. Now, actually, you know what? Scratch it. Purdue, Notre Dame. Purdue's going to be at like a 10 point dog. Purdue beats him uh, on the money line. There we go. Boom. That's my play. Sticking to the power five. I like it. I like it. There is potential there. And the, uh, the in-state factor, the, the rival factor, you know, Purdue will be hungry. And, and I believe Notre Dame has Wisconsin the following week in soldier field. That's a look ahead spot. Purdue's going to beat them. There it is. There it is. And I, we game number three, biggest upset of the weekend. Yep. Uh, South's oldest rivalry. I think UNC will be coming in highly ranked you know, with big it's in Chapel Hill, that's, that's okay. true. And a lot of Virginia success has typically been in Charlottesville, but they've gotten the better of them. Like we said, four times in a row, I think Mendenhall has the answer to all these hotshot players. And especially, I, I believe we thought uh, Daz Newsom and Deami Brown, one of them was going to be staying. I think they're both going pro. So uh, North Carolina, I think you're right. You're right. Actually going to have right. to reload a little bit in order to have the firepower to put it on calling for the upset in Chapel Hill. You're damn right. I, I am. want this pilot. <laughs> he wants that pilot. Okay. Now uh, look, let me just read one more ad. Then we're going to pick our, what the flu holds, what the fuck game of the week. <laughs> but first I want to tell you the college experience is brought to you by Riffer. The sports gambling podcast is now on Riffer. Riffer is your home to many episodes and free picks from the whole SGPN crew. If you don't have time to listen to an entire podcast, Riffer is, is, 
is your, is your thing. All right. It's, it's perfect. It's quick. It's a quick fix. You got to do it. Make sure you subscribe to the SGPN page by going to sports gambling podcast.com slash riffer. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash riffer. That's R I F F R do it. All right, here we are. Now this one is the one that you're thinking like, why is this game scheduled? What the fuck is going on? You know, and and I didn't see many on the schedule. There, there's some no, ones there really out there. wasn't. There, there's some ones out there. I'm gonna let me just cue this first for the first draft pick in the what the fuck game of the week, Nick. Well, well I don't get. They bring the in cold, but they're counting down. Lou Holtz, the what the fuck game of the week. What's your pick? Uh, uh, by the I, way, how big of a professional is uh? <laughs> Reese Davis. Davis for picking yeah. right up and going yeah. into the conversation. <laughs> uh, what's what's your what the fuck game of the week though? I mean, sure, you got some FCS schools playing FBS, but most of them have like geographical ties that kind of make sense. So I'm gonna go a little bit different here and just pick a game that you have to be absolutely insane to watch. And I'm gonna go Bryant at Akron. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I mean, Ak- I think Akron's like one to nineteen in the last twenty games. Bryant's not very good. I mean, this is just a shit shit I mean, game. I wonder if Bryant's ever beaten an FBS. I mean, I have no idea how long they've Probably been playing not. football, but this is a great opportunity for them because Akron's so sure. bad. It, you might have a shot here. I um, guess. <laughs> I mean, I, I guarantee you that Akron's paying you, so you have a chance to come in and, and get a big check and get a win. I mean, I don't know. Bryant's probably not very good, but uh, <laughs> no, they're not. But you missed yeah, yeah, one. Think, you missed one, in yeah. my opinion, and and so so I think well, it's a solid up, play. I think it's a snooze fest. But for my, well, I don't get for my Lou Holtz. What the fuck game of the week? I'm going to take you to Eugene, Oregon, where we shit on the Pac-12, or we 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 credited them for their aggressive scheduling. But I'm going to mm. shit on them for a second here. Stony Brook, Stony Brook in the Northeast is traveling to Eugene. What yeah, the I miss fuck is call. this? What is this? Mm. You couldn't schedule Eastern that Washington. You couldn't schedule even Portland state. Yeah. You know, like it's Sacramento not state FC- It's not, yeah. not bad enough. Your FCS travel across the fucking country. Yeah. You're, Stony Brook all the way in Eugene. One, that's, that's for sure. My, what the fuck game of the week, Patty C it is on you now for me. But before you go, here we go. Patty C's pick. Well, well I don't get <laughs> where are you going with this? Well, uh, there is a team that has managed uh, eight wins in the past four years, um, and they are playing a team that just won the what Orange Bowl. Uh, we're talking about New Mexico at Texas A&M. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not a great game, and it's probably the first time we'll see a New Mexico team on here out of many throughout the year. Yeah, the SEC <laughs> just schedules all the whole state. They love New Mexico. Yeah. You know, like New Mexico states played at Florida. They play at Bama. They play at, at Auburn. You right. know what I mean? They just play all these sec. I think they get Kentucky this year too. Right. The what SEC the fuck is, is low key keeping these teams <laughs> is there headquarters? in the black. Is there headquarters in Santa Fe? I don't fucking understand right. it. Um, unbelievable. It will not be competitive. It doesn't need to be played. I do like a little bit of Southwest flavor. I'll give it that. But aside from that, not going to watch a second of it and probably going to flip it. If the highlights even come on the TV somehow. So, uh, all right. That is our Lou Holtz. What the fuck game of the week segment there guys. If you're a first time listener to the college experience, make sure you subscribe. We handicap every single division one college football and college basketball game. Been doing it for over four years, Been over 500 picking each and every season. Yes. Me, Patty C NC, Nick, all three of us, the three amigos, whatever you want to say, the three horsemen, 
Right. Three, three musketeers. I think there, there we were go. Four horsemen. Yeah. Yeah. There was three out there some somewhere. <laughs> so All right. Before there was uh, a fourth one, there were three of them. We're also way over 500 on our locks. So make sure you subscribe to the college football experience and uh, look, tell a friend and uh, yeah, we give you this for free, free. I don't charge you. We don't charge you. Uh, we don't believe in it. All I'm trying to charge you for is, is if you can go to iTunes, take three minutes out of your day and leave us an iTunes five-star review, say some nice things about us. We'd certainly appreciate it. Sponsors have told us that's really important. So please get over there and do that. And if you do as a token of our appreciation, take a screenshot and go to Twitter and tag me at the Colby D at the Colby D and I will send you a college experience t-shirt. How about that? You have a brand new shirt to go around the world in and the, your chances of late get, you know, go up drastically. I think 92% we, we, we pulled oh, there was 93 point like six. Yeah, yeah. Round up, round up. That was in Oxford, uh, the Oxford, Oxford study, Oxford yeah. study that uh, you, you, so you, you got a great chance of getting ass with the, with the new shirt. So uh, get over there, do that. Um, I'm at the Colby D on Twitter. Give me a follow as well. Patty C is on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one NC Nick is on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K and don't forget the sports gambling podcast on Twitter at the SGP network, follow them all and check out the sports gambling podcast Slack channel. If you want to know who's going to win the next Jenga game going on ESPN, honestly, the Slack channel for sports gambling podcast, they got everything. It's like a house party of DJs. Everyone talking, Hey, I got a tip in this dog race in fucking Boca Raton, <laughs> right? Uh, you, you cockfighting in Tijuana probably happening in there too. Don't worry. Uh, check it out though. It's a lot of fun. All right. This is the college experience way too early week three preview. You better start thinking about yours. And we have.